What's up, everybody? Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Dragons and Dread Forts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. It is the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Justin. Next to me is Nick. What up? Unfortunately, we have an empty seat here tonight for Lydia. It's finals week. Stupid Lydia. And we're joined work. by Keith. Hi, it's me. So, few things to get popping. I want to address something. Brand new whip just popped in. Nice. Hopped in. God damn it. Well, Mr. Holmes. What's up? Not you. Oh, different Holmes. Daddy Holmes. Got it. Would he like that I call him that? Yes. Um, sure. I just want, I know he's not going to hear because he gives us money but doesn't listen, mm. but I want someone to tell him how much sleep I've lost after his. The three listeners joke? The three listeners joke. Wasn't cool. You know, it's funny when we do it. It's not funny when you do it. <laughs> he texted me the next morning and asked if uh, if I need, if he needed to do damage control because he was so mean. Yeah, tell him he needs to up his uh, sponsorship level. I was like, no, we just, we just talked a whole bunch of shit after you left. Oh, man. No, that was actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, which brings me to my next point. I believe. In a thing called love? <laughs> yes. That we are going to phone another friend. We are going to phone a friend. Because I got another question that I can't answer for myself. Okay. So why don't you dial him up? All right. Let's see. This is going to be Mr. Clinton Lukert. He is a a listener. He also is the guy who got me into Game of Thrones. Uh, And he's also called into the voicemail line before. Where he spoiled some things. He did spoil. Well, sort of. Yeah. He'll he'll say he didn't. We're going to see how it goes. We're calling... Oh, oh no! Please call in this area. You must. Okay, well we can revisit this. We can revisit it. In the meantime, we'll revisit it. Take us to Nikki's apology corner. Nikki doesn't have any apologies. Nikki feels really good about uh, how last week went. Um, Nikki doesn't feel great about uh, being in the third person at the moment. Well, Nikki, I'm stuck here though. Nikki can get out of <laughs> wait, it if you want. Wait, just got no, out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of it. It's great. Uh, no, I don't have any apologies. Um, and if you think that I should apologize to you, fuck off. <laughs> Was that directed at Justin or just everybody? No, just just the general. Okay, I love that. <laughs> um, Everyone out there in listener land. Yep. Lydia, anything from you? About the same amount that she normally gives. <laughs> it's not Are a lot. you done? Are you done yet? Uh, Keith, anything? I think I'm good. It's Oh, I well, okay. I mean, we'll address it in the next show, but I got my deaths backwards. Yep. Yeah, you did. I you did. Yep. In fact, I had a. <coughs> Whoa. Oh. I had two GIFs. Can I say GIF, please? You can say whatever you want to say. Okay. I like GIF. GIF sounds like Who peanut says butter. GIF? Right. You say GIF? I do G- not. I GIF, say GIF. Is, GIF is right, though. How is it right? The, the, that's a, the guy who created it came out and said it's GIF. Okay. So. I missed that. But it's because the G stands for graphical, and so he thinks it should be a hard G. Sure. It's fine as long as we're know, okay with me. The other way around. I just I don't, don't want to. I just don't want to take shit from you guys about it. So, I found two gifts. Mm-hmm. I sent one of them to Nicholas the next morning. Next morning, sometime yeah, it was the next morning. 
With no context. With no context. It was just of Grey Worm. Uh, I was going to see if I could find it real here, but I found another one that was even better, but I wanted to save it and send it in our group text. However, I didn't send it in our group text because I didn't know when you were going to watch the episode. Tuesday nights is generally when I watch. Well, that's good to know. But the one I sent him is just this. It's just Grey Worm smirking and laugh, like a little laugh. I think it's a blooper. I love it. It must have been some kind of... uh, So I'm going to find this other one now and send it in our uh, group text just for tricks. Hey, everyone, listen to Justin text. Uh, Well, I was just going to keep talking while we did this. Um, (laughs) So uh, you don't have anything to add before we jump in? No, I told Clint to call me. So if he calls uh, while we're still doing this, then we'll put him in there. Yeah, we could just stop it whenever he shows up. They may have deleted this one, actually. Um, It was Masande and Grey Worm backstage, and they were like dancing, and it was funny. Um, But it looks like it's no longer in the options to send, so uh, maybe I typed something in wrong or different last time. Is it in your thread with Nick? Uh, no, I didn't, that wasn't the one. I didn't text that one yet. Oh, okay. I was saving that, uh, but and now it blew up in my face. So that's always fun. I really love when that happens. Um, <laughs> so first time it's ever happened to any of us. Never. It's never happened to me before, and it's frustrating now that it has. It happens all the time. I lose, like when I'm sending them to somebody, I'll like see one that I want to like use later, and I'll try to find it again, and I cannot. Yes. I don't know if they like recycle through that, like. Pop, populate differently or i don't know how it works but i don't like it hot takes gifts on the iphone and gifts from the uh are worse than gifts from android that's fine i i'll give you that um mostly because i don't know i'll show you how to do gifts later i mean i can do gifts i'll show you a better way to do them (laughs) oh okay yeah can you show all of us Uh, yeah because i use them a lot i'll have a class afterwards um all right Let's jump in, because I want to prove that Lydia is the one who makes this show go so long, and we're going to do that tonight. So I'm going to fl- think that's true. <laughs> no, that's definitely 100% true. I'm going to fly through this. It's me and, and Lydia uh, who are normally the chatty ones. Yeah. yeah, Keith won't shut up right now, so I can get started. I know. <laughs> um, just How kidding. does it feel? <laughs> it's great. Um, season five. That's where we are. We're halfway through. Episode five. Yeah. Nice. I we have so much show left. Like I keep feeling like okay, well we're you know once we made it to season five, I was like it's gonna start feeling like we're wrapping this thing up. Nope, we have so much show left. It's unbelievable. It's a lot what they pack into these last few seasons. Yeah, yeah. Season six is really good. Um, We'll see how the other ones go. Yeah, (laughs) we have different opinions about it. We um, so this. Episode is titled "Kill the Boy," which uh, Nathan does this. I don't know what it's from, but he's like, "Kill the boy." It's like a thing. Like he does this voice on our podcast all the time. Is it? I don't think this? it's from this. No, yeah. I think he's because he's been doing it for like a while. Uh, there's a chance it could be, but I don't think so. But that's what every, when I read the episode title, that's all I could think of was Nathan Forsythe just doing this like voice he does. Interesting. Um, it was written by Brian Cogman, the Cogman, and directed by Jeremy Potiswa. When I saw Cogman up on the screen, I heard your voice say, "The Cogman, <laughs> the he, Cogman." <laughs> do I sound like that? No, uh, but you a do. Little. Uh, 
Well, he usually says the Cogman, and apparently, and I'm pretty sure we stole that from a different podcast. Right? Uh, different Game of Thrones podcast, in fact. Well, yeah. they're not the ultimate ones. So no, no, no. They're dog shit. We don't shit. care about them. Actually, they're not even a Game of Thrones podcast anymore. Now they do talk about other TV shows, so fuck them. How Stupid. dare they? Don't um, they know that you can still talk about a show years after it's done? <laughs> yeah. Decades after. <laughs> and I can't even tell you the name of that show because it would it doesn't really spoil anything, but it just gives you a line from a future episode. And I don't want to give anything. I don't want to lead at all. Thank you. I also don't want people to leave our podcast. Go listen to that. Yeah, no, there's no other Game of Thrones <laughs> podcast. This is the only one on the internet that you can listen to. I don't think people will because I think that they got into some trouble. Oh, yeah? Like, because they, they... The podcast or the people who listen to us? The people who hosted that one. Okay. Uh, because they were part of, like, this big network. Network, yeah. And they... It, it kind of got messy. But, um, so, they're pieces of shit. So, I don't know why you would leave them to... Or leave us to talk to them any, or listen to them anyway, but... I don't even know how to talk and say words. That's so. fine. Let's jump in because, yeah. again, trying to prove that Lydia is the reason for the season. Like the stone men, let's jump in. <laughs> let's jump in. That was good. Thank you. So we start with Grey Worm and Masande. It's a quick scene where we're just looking at his body in bed, but he's recovering, it seems like. Grey Worm lays in a bed asleep. Masande stands over him. What crying. was your first thought? Dang it. I'm going to have to apologize for that. <laughs> I got, got my him. backwards. Got his ass. And uh, also, man, Justin does a good job. And he kind of... Yeah, I notice when he does it sometimes, but I don't think I noticed it that time. But I'm starting to pick up when you make faces at him now. Yeah, I try not to. You give stuff away by, by like... I don't even know how to describe it. I just let him roll with it and just like, okay, so you got this person that, you know, it just says, and you're like, so Grey Worm's dead? And I was like... Fucking hell, Nick. Shut the fuck up for 10 seconds. You've done it a couple times where you like kind of, you, you're kind of spoiling by like bringing too much attention to it. Like you guys are a duo tonight. All right. Come back. You can't leave. You need the phone charger. And we need to know if Clint calls. So you do have to stay, unfortunately. I'll stay for Clint. But also, I love you and I don't want you to leave. <laughs> That's the biggest reason. Well, then stop shitting on me, okay? Both you guys. I could just finish this text and No, I'm just kidding. Move you, can, on. you can shit on me all you want. I don't care. Um, birds poop on me anyways, so might as well do they? Be you guys too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I got he, pooped on on Saturday. Oh, he, no. He missed. He was gone for like an hour. Yeah, I was on a phone call with a client about a house. and I was, ordered his food for him because he told me before he left, hey, I'm going to do this. Right. I ordered his food. The food came. Most of us were like finishing up by the time he actually got done it with the phone call. It was a 50-minute phone call, uh, and the bird poop happened at like minute 15. So the rest of that phone call, it felt like, uh, you know the Michael Jordan like flu game? Oh, yeah. Where he just had to channel mm-hmm. and like you know compartmentalize, and I just got to get this done? That's what happened. Where did it poop on you? On my shoulder. Nice. Right here. Um, and if, for you guys not watching the Twitch stream, I'm pointing at my shoulder. His right shoulder. Yeah. I, I've been bird pooped on. It's not, not fun. fun. Have you been baby pooped on? Oh, yeah. I've been projectile baby vomited on. I witnessed that. It was the d- most disgusting thing I've ever seen. The vomit? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was one moment where I was like, damn, Justin's a great dad. Because he didn't even flinch. He just, like, he just, you know, comforted his kid. And uh, I was like, you know, you have a shit ton of chocolate almond milk all over you, right? And it actually got in my mouth. Yeah, I he 
It Which was is Oliver. funny because he's allergic to almonds. I'm allergic to almonds. <laughs> he vomited in my open mouth. But how, it was all how soon after drinking the almond milk did he throw it up? Pretty not long. It wasn't that. So it was still soon. cold. Nope, it had gotten warm. Gross. <laughs> okay, I was, <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping it was still cold and it would be a lot better. Oh God, you gotta cut this out. <laughs> nope. Can you cut that and make that a button on the board too? Oh, uh, which God. part? Nick gagging. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, I, I saw it, so now it's you were right there, in bro. my head. Yeah, I was. I was right there. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. The shirt that I was wearing, I've never been able to wear again. I've washed it 50 times. And I'm always like, today's the day I'm going to wear this shirt. I can't wear it. So you know what you need to do? You need to put that shirt on and go vomit into Oliver's mouth. <laughs> Payback, bitch! And then you'll be able to wear the shirt. Because that, that'll be the shirt that you threw up in your kid's mouth in. Yeah, it was rough. I then took him upstairs to shower and shower him and got him bathed uh, and dried. And then he threw, threw up, up immediately again. again. Like I'm, uh, we were still in the bathroom drying. I was drying off because I dried him off. Then I was drying off, and then I got vomited on again. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> so if you've ever thought about being a parent, it's a lot like that. How did we get here? I don't know. Um, but we see this quick moment of Grey Worm Masande. <clears throat> then we see <laughs> Barristan, uh, R.I.P. Well, mm. pour one out for our homie. We think it's Barristan. Never saw the body. Yep. Yes, we did. We see a body. We don't know whose it is. We see his face. What are you guys talking about? In this scene, I thought it was all wrapped up. Nah, no, bro. No, he's, he's it's his, fa- his face is right there on the table. Okay, I believe you. If you quit choking the chicken while you're watching the episode. Well, if the chicken stop running around chicken. in the backyard, it'd be fine. <laughs> Milk the one-eyed snake <laughs> into the turtle into the stew. Turtle. Thanks, Tyrion. <laughs> okay. All right, we can do this, guys. Yep. Uh, yeah, in, in Lydia's this, not here to distract us. In this scene with Dead Barristan, we have Danny, Dario, uh, and shortly after his Darzo Lorak shows up, uh, Danny uh, proposes a plan uh, to clean out the city. Or, I'm sorry, Dario proposes a plan to clean out the city. Uh, basically, like, we'll go apartment by apartment, layer by layer, and we'll just round them all up, and, and th- we'll take care of this shit. Uh, and she says, Danny says that she prefers your previous, uh, suggestion, which is to round up all the leaders of the f- ancient families in Marine. And he's, and she's staring at his dog and his the whole time. But I'm a leader of a family with his hands out. But wait a second. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a leader. And then I don't know if you guys saw, but Dario Gay, like he's looking past his dar to the, uh, the, uh, guard guards. Yeah. And he does this nod. It's almost like a yes, you are, but it's really to tell them go get him, take that motherfucker. That's a confession. Big That's away, a confession. Toys. That's what we call in the business a confession. Um. Then we make our way down to the dragon dungeon. I don't even know what that thing is called. It's kind of like the cave that Jesus Christ may have uh, been buried in because it's got the rolling the tomb. So, yeah, you know, and also his had dragons in it. Little known fact. It, yeah, yeah. If you may not, you may have skipped that part in your Bible. That's in the Da Vinci do, Code. Actually, and you're a right. filthy fucking Christian. Yeah, it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of those uh, um, Gnostic Gospels. Yeah, uh, I don't remember which one, but it's in there. The Book of Dragar. Yes, the Book of Dragar. Uh, it does have windows, which I I I was thankful for because that means that the dragons are getting some fresh air. And you're not a Mac user. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's wrong with you? How does your brain function like this? Because <laughs> he's a tech guy. So funny tech jokes are no, it's, right up his alleyway. That was good. That was Did good. you steal that from somebody or that was all you? That was how my brain worked. That was good, dude. 100% key. As soon as you said Windows, unfiltered. I was like, uh, oh, it's a Mac. It's a Mac. Um, uh, I actually do like Mac. It's true. Um, I, this this podcast is edited on a Mac. On a Mac. I don't know what operate, operating system I'm on these days. It's an old one, I'm sure. Two. 10.12, most likely. <laughs> Who knows? Um... So this, I I actually really like this scene. Yes. Um, Danny, we've seen a lot of different sides of Danny, and sometimes it's. <clears throat> I kind of feel like we're on a roller coaster a little bit. Now, to be fair, her circumstances are crazy. Everything's changing so quickly. Like Dario comes back, so I'm sure she was excited about that. Uh, then, then the unsullied stuff happens, and the second sons, and they capture capture that guy, and they execute him, and then you know, then she had that sweet moment with Barristan, and then he's he's dead. Like, so she's just like up and down, like being jerked all over the place. So I would imagine, like, I I understand how her emotions are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those moments where like, it's it feels. It feels a little bit like a rash or even maybe irresponsible decision almost, but I like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like taking them all down there, sacrificing one of them to your dragons in front of everybody kind of feels like you're like, <laughs> that's a little violent. That's Bro, a little. It is fire and blood. But I, it is a hundred percent. Literally there's yeah. fire and there's blood. Um, But I like, I like this. So she takes them down there. And she's, I, I think that we don't really even know. I don't even think that we know until later that she, like, I don't even know if she knew until later what her final goal with this was, but she was definitely strike. She definitely struck fear into them. So she's, she's basically saying like, you know, um, they're not going to do anything unless I tell them to, but if I tell them to, they're going to fuck this shit up. Then she's having, you know, she talks about how a good mother never gives up on her children. You know, even even if it gets a little crazy, gets a little wild, a good mother never gives up. Uh, that's when you see one of the cooler shots, in my opinion, in the show thus far. You see, it, you're looking at the pitch black, and then you can just kind of faintly see eyes and the like, the like, the like pilot flame, pilot light, yeah, like the pilot light in the mouth. And then that shit just, oh man, like because you hear the chain rattle first, yeah. But then you get that shot, and then he just blows that guy. Like he's this is kill of the week. There's no question. The fire, the burning this dude in front of all his homies, because you've taken it too far. Like this never would have happened if they had, if they hadn't taken it to, if the sons of the harpy hadn't taken it too far first. I'm not saying this is not kill of the week because I do agree that it is. Is it the only kill that happens in this episode? It's not. Besides the stone man, I guess. Right. Yes, he did. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking through the scene, it kind of felt like she was talking or she was trying to show like what we saw earlier, how um, I forget who told her um, that a dragon queen with no dragons isn't a queen. Is that Dario? 
That was yes. Dario. Yeah. So I felt like this was a her showing the dragons again, and knew that they would be at least under control. So like this gives a little fear, gives a little bit of like, oh, she still has dragons and they're here and they're still under control. And then also she just gets to kill somebody because she's angry about Barrison. Yeah, and because the last time we saw, like she was intimidated by the dragons and was hesitant around them and didn't feel comfortable and like so it is cool to see her you like she used the dragons here yeah like this was a this was a a decision to have them act this way to prove her point it was really cool to see like her kind of take the reins you know no pun intended like she still felt scared a little bit or like i thought she might still be scared but she was just like Showing the queenness of it was bad. These are my dragons, and they're gonna murder you. Yeah, yeah, she did say they'll they'll they will eat you if I tell them to. They may eat you even if I don't. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, um, so they they flamed him, and then they ripped him apart. Yeah, it was crazy. Insult to injury. Yeah, um, and then and then his Darzo Lorak is like, I mean, he plays it cool. <clears throat> way cooler die. than I could have. Valor Margulis, I was like, because she has her hand on his back, and he's just like, yeah, like if this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do. I love later the scene with them, and we'll, you know, we'll get into it, but I love that we get like the honesty corner. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like I, I watched this scene and I'm like, there's no way he's actually this cool. Like there's no way he's just like, okay. I guess I'm I gotta next. die then. I'm, you know, I'm the one. Um, so anyway, I thought that, that was pretty cool. Um, and then she, you know, she basically's like, I don't know. I don't want to overfeed him. Maybe <laughs> tomorrow. Uh I, I don't know. This was a really cool scene. Um, sorry about the pin drop. Um, because I'm about to drop that mic. Uh Whoa. Th- then we get Sam and Amon, Targaryen. Yep. Amon, Amon. Um it's Jamaican, Amon. Amon. <laughs> Thank you for making um, the joke we were all thinking. <laughs> okay. So um, this, this was kind of cool because uh, they start. We've made the connection already that Amon's related to Danny. Yes. Um, but they obviously never really, they never knew each other, never met or anything like that. Uh, but you do see throughout the show that like family ties are super important to pretty much everybody mm-hmm. um but like how does okay so how would that play into into like family members who've never met and from somebody who's a part of the night's watch so they're they're supposed to cut all ties and you know no emotion tied to these people but you see in this moment that he's he's almost mourning um like the fact that Danny's, he says, a Targaryen alone in the world. What is it? Uh, it's a sad sight or something. It's a terrible thing. A terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of going through this mourning process of like, you know, she's, we don't know what she's facing, but she's facing a lot of stuff right now. And like, that's not how things should be. Family should be together. Uh, she should have support. And I, I don't know. I, as someone who's not super tight with my family, I like seeing when people are like tight knit. And right. I think it's even cool because he he is kind of he's not really breaking his vow, but he is kind of like treading into that gray area of it's almost like the Jedi, like the emotional attachment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the 
Night's Watch five. It's I would I could you could tell me that the the Jedi vows and the Night's Watch vows are the same, and I would I'd believe it. Like it's it's very they're very similar, <clears throat> and so it's kind of that like that emotional like almost deadness to other people, and and you have to remove that connection. But he's like feeling that in this moment. Now obviously he tells Sam that he's you know an old dying man. So right. you know what difference does it make? But well, I mean, I would say that the Jedi vows and the Night Watch vows probably make them both worse at what they do. Hmm. But they definitely made the Jedi worse at what they did. Yeah. The Night Watch vows. <clears throat> I mean, specifically the if they're cutting all ties, like like John kind of has been talking about, and I talked about in this episode too. Like we're supposed to be the shield, like the protectors of men, and we have not been doing a good job of that. No. Uh, so maybe we should be better. Yeah. And I think emotional attachments would probably be helpful. Yeah, because then it's not just a number on a page. Or right. A, it's it's Justin's going to die if I don't go do this thing. Right. Which, that's not that big a deal, right? But then Nick might also die. My my question with this scene, it's a good it's a good scene, like you're talking about. Well, and one, I like that Sam, as soon as he reads it, he's like, man, she sounds like quite a woman. Um, but who wrote this letter? And why was it sent to the Night's Watch? What was the letter exactly? It says... And though Daenerys maintains her grip on Slaver's Bay, forces rise against her from within and without. She refuses to leave until the freedom of the former slaves is secure. Who wrote that? I mean, some sort of spy. I guess. I mean, but but not a spy that's trying to overthrow or whatever. Right. Or like or undermine. It's like they're giving a, a progress report. And you're right. Like, you know... Uh, well, what I was going to say is you're right. Why would the Night's Watch be the one that gets the spy report? However, Eamon could have, at some point, gotten some way to be getting information about her yeah. because that's his family. Right. Well, and, and he was a maester, right? Eamon? He, yeah. He is a maester. He is a maester. Well, I mean, like, he trained and did all of that before going to the Night's Watch. So, like, he had yeah. resources before. There could still be people who are, you know, loyal or friends or whatever yeah. that he could call on. Well, and he was the anointed prince. Like, he was set to take the... Like, I'm sure that there's people who yeah. would help him out, you know? And, and we've seen talk of, you know, with Viserys and, and when he was around and then Danny and, like, we've seen it a few times where they're talking about, like, people are going to be waiting for the Targaryens to come back and they're going to, like, welcome us warmly and we... Yeah. Now, I don't know how true that is, but you... Every regime has support some, from someone. So the only thing, and I didn't think about it until we started talking about it, but bless you. Bless the you. only, or curse you, whatever you want. Yeah. It's all you. Nothing dude. happens when you die. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, all men must die. That's, um, Dane Cook on saying bless you to an atheist. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So I would maybe hypothesize that maybe, maybe it's Amen has orchestrated this yeah maybe he's been been getting reports yeah maybe we're not we're not given that information no, no, here no. we're not you know uh i just what do you think like um i think that's probably about right i also think there's an option there's a possibility that maybe it's meant to go to stannis um as a as a progress report of what's happening across the sea there's also the slight chance it might be meant to go to melisandre you know, when we were in um, Volantis with Tyrion and Varys, we heard about we, we saw a red priestess that was talking about Danny and being yeah. the savior, quote unquote. 
Um, and so, you know, Melisandre's at Castle Black at this point. It's true, yeah. So it's possible that none of those really answer the question of why it got into Sam's hands. So it would make more sense what y'all are saying that maybe Eamon at some point reached out. I mean, he has access to the Ravens, like, and yeah. can write whatever he wants, basically. So uh, maybe he reached out. I mean, I can see Varys doing it, too. If he's going for a yeah. Targaryen regime reborn, like, hey, we have one over here. Let's it's see all, what he's got. Yeah, and then there's the other one that maybe it's just a progress report from, like, Old Town to, to Maesters so that they know what's going on in the world. And yeah. um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's an interesting little piece that we're not given. Yeah, Sam would have his hands on it if, if it was it. going to Eamon anyway. Because Eamon can't. He's blind. He couldn't read. So... It's most. It was either most likely accidentally fell into Sam's hands, or was for Amen and Sam's helping him out. Um, now that doesn't give clarity on that, but that's an interesting point that I hadn't thought of before. Um, do you have a like definitive opinion on it? Not a definitive one. Uh, like I was saying earlier, like I can see it being Varus. Yeah, just because of his network and wanting to. He see was already spying anyway. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I like that. Um, from there, we go to John. Um, I wrote John advice. Who's he giving advice to? Oh, he's asking. He's asking about... Yeah. He's, he comes in the room and is asking Eamon, like, hey, I've got this tough decision to make. It's going to divide the Night's Watch. What do I do? Basically. Mm-hmm. He said, half the men are going to hate hate me. Well, half the men half hate you man. already, <laughs> right? Which I like that. <laughs> That's a good point. Eamon doesn't doesn't hold anything back. No, and he I, doesn't have to. He's why old would and you? He's gonna die, and he's blind, and yeah, that's how old people are. They just it's like Olena. Olena just was like, "Fuck it, I'm telling everybody yeah. what they are gonna hear." Well, that's what he 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 follows up that half the people hate you anyway. Like, just do it. Like, just like you already know what you should do. Just just do that. Um, then he talks about you know. You, You've got to be the one who finds the strength to do what's necessary. Uh, this is where he has the line, uh, you must kill the boy and let the man be born. Yeah. At first, he just says, kill the boy, Jon Snow. Yeah, get rid of Oliver. And I was going to say, who else is thinking, <laughs> is he talking about Ollie? Is he killing Ollie? 100%. Because <laughs> he fucking needs to. I'll tell you that after after this fucking episode. Uh, anyways, yeah, he says he just says, kill the boy. And you're like, are we going to get more context here? <laughs> Uh, I guess we're killing kids on this show. Yeah, you know, push him out the tower window. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first that we've either killed or attempted to kill children on this show. So, whatever, nope. you know. And I assume it won't be the last. <laughs> Probably not. They've got it coming to him. But yeah, he does give a little context. Let's kill the boy, let the man be born. Um, Which is cheesy, but it's the circle of life. It's good. Yeah, it's and cheesy. that's where we get our episode title. I hated that it was wasted on this. We could have got something different. Yeah. Like, what would you have named it? Flamethrower. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I would have called it, but Blazer. I would not kill the boy. Blazer. Yeah. Sorry. Blazer. Um, I had to finish it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, it's from it's from Dodgeball. They're going through like the names of the purple cobras, and he goes, he's like, he says, Blaze, Laser, Blazer. <laughs> I've seen that a long time ago. It's so good. It's a Is good it movie. funny? It yeah. holds up, man. It's very funny. Yeah, I should try to watch it. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Absolutely. So he's throwing wrenches? Yeah. Yes. They throw wrenches at blindfolded people. <laughs> Holy shit. 
I watched this video. This reminds me. I watched this video this week where some these three girls were like, I guess, in this bedroom, blindfolded. It's a great and, start. And they had tied. What's the website you were watching this on? They, <laughs> they had tied a water bottle to oh, the ceiling. Oh, yeah, so I good. saw that. And it was just spinning, and then it would hit one of them, and they'd be like, ah! And then they would just stand there blindfolded, and then it would, this was like a two-minute video. It hit the same girl like four it times. It hit the, that last girl. It hit her like a bunch. It, it was, was awesome. It was popular on TikTok a couple months ago, people doing that a lot. Yeah, it must have like, because I see things that are, I know that they're TikToks because they're labeled that way, like mm-hmm. on Instagram or Facebook, but it's always like later. Yeah. I'll tell people like, oh my God, I saw this funny thing. And they're like, yeah, I saw it on TikTok last year. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Whoops. Well, here it is again anyway. Um. Anyway. It's all right. You're a 30 year old with three kids. Right. I feel You're like a little far behind. I feel like I'm okay. Culture. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Um. Also, You're I right. didn't really like that. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um. Man, 30 is weird. That you said it earlier today, and I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I um, it's 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 weird. How does not, it feel? Uh, it feels the same. I actually recovered Fairly better quickly. than better than I thought I would from a uh, bender. Um, it's just a weekend full of drinking. You like, did wake up and like I'm still drunk. I just wanted it to be gone. <laughs> yeah, but like I was drunk on the car. Like I wasn't driving. Yeah, right. I was drunk in the car on the way home. But by the time we got home, I was totally fine. Yeah, I just needed food. Ready to start drinking again? Um, but norm like is that what you did? Yes. Last yes. time we did that, I was kind of like that groggy, hungover for like two days after. Yeah, I woke up muddy and I was fine. I was tired, but I was like fine. You're further removed from church culture, so you're getting more and more, ah. you know, used to the binge drinking. <laughs> it's only happened twice yeah. since college, but it was fun, worth it. Um. Anyway, I I killed the boy. You and did. Now the man's being born. Good. So thirty's weird, but here we are. Yeah, you're, it is. you're next, bud. You got what a year and a half? A uh, year and a month? Over, little over a year. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. Excited After for that crisis. A third life crisis or whatever. It's probably more like a midlife crisis for me. That one over there. Yeah, he's, he's going through it. He's going through yeah, it bad. Yeah. Um. Perfect. Yeah, it's hilarious. Very existential. <laughs> like it's just funny. Um, it's funny to hear him talk about it because he talks about it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's not like he hasn't anything that crazy. He hasn't shaved his beard off. He just has to remind you that he's going through. It. <laughs> right. Right. Which is fine. It's fine. I talk get about it. it. Talk about it. Um. So after this, we get uh, John and Tormund. So this is his response to Amon's uh, words of wisdom was to go to Tormund, and he's talking about the Wildlings, and he wants to know like where are they? Um. You know who who's leading now? Um. You know what? Ba- basically, what's the situation? Like, because they are in giant danger. Like, like. What what's coming for them is going to ruin life as they know it, and I don't want that to happen. This like, was kind of news to me because I I don't know why, but I assumed that they were still being held, like, captive, like the ones that were you know. Well, I when, don't think he was talking about them. Talking about the ones that got away. I was thinking he was talking about the women and the children, like the people they left behind to not fight. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I yeah. I I just assumed when Stannis came. And they defeated them. They kind of rounded them up like you would normally do. You don't just like, like, all right, 
disperse. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, I guess if it's a hundred thousand of them. Yeah. It seems like they maybe just took a couple of the leaders. Yeah. And then sent the rest packing. That's what it sounds like. Because if you think about it realistically, the Night's Watch is already down in manpower. Half. They're at 50. Yeah, there's no yeah. way for them to hold them, really. Then they're and, having... Or feed them. Right. Well, that's that's more... You know, I say more important. It's not more important, but it's, it's, it's more pressing than even, like keeping them there is the how do you how do you feed them because they're already hosting Stannis's force right so when you think about it as a numbers game like it it like it just doesn't make sense for them to be able to have kept them all right uh so we know they kept Mance and Tormund and I would assume maybe a few others and then they killed Mance and so it's you know but yeah it, it Tormund kind of made it seem like it was mostly just like the like you you said mostly the non-fighters um, but John kind of, John, and Stannis too, because Stannis has asked for the wildlings to come fight for him. So I don't really know, but it seems like maybe they've moved on to hard home. Yeah, sounds um, like that. So, uh, yeah. So basically, John's like, this is where he has the, the line about like where the shield guards the realms of men. Yeah, and you're like you're a part of that. And Tormund's like, okay, but you've killed a lot of my friends. Right. And John's like, yeah, I mean, it's been a mutual fight for a long time, but right now we have a mutual enemy and we got to put that aside. Cause, cause we've got way more pressing issues in front of us. Um, and then, then John's like, well go get them, like get them. We'll bring them south of the wall. And Tormund's like, it's hard to do that in chains. Uh, so John frees him well, now after calling him a coward. Right. Yeah. It's easy to, you know, easy to say to somebody in chains. Uh Tormund Oh, I was impressed with John's ability to unchain him while never looking down. Yeah, just locking eyes with him. Just like like I feel like he learned it from Egret. I was wondering where he may have picked that up. Would we like to see this buddy cop film? Yes. Keith? I mean, hopefully we see it in yeah. next episode. Oh, seems, okay. Seems like we might. Yeah. Um yeah, because he tells he he tells John, "I'll go, but you're coming with me." And John's face is like, "Hold on a second, I didn't sign up for this." Whoa, 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 whoa! Good job. What do you think happens if John says no? Nothing. Yeah, I think Tormund just leaves. It's y'all's life. <laughs> like, I tried. Yeah. Um, but you don't think. That's gonna happen. It didn't sound like. Well, I mean, the end of the episode. Are you asking me about the episode or about this particular scene? Just when you watch this scene. Okay. Yeah, I figured John was gonna go with him. Yeah, because John's a predictable. Well, and also for the show, I kind of, kind of figured they get up there and the Army of the Dead's either already been there or they're about to be there. Mm. Just because I feel like that would be cool drama. They just roll in like the Mulan scene where they are singing "Be a Man." Or I'll make a man out of you. Yep. And then while they're rowing the boats and they just show up and it's just that song stops and it's yep. just everything's been burned because the yep. Huns are up there. Yeah. To defeat the Huns. That's a good song. I know it is a good song. Like it is a good song. You said before it's not, I have, not it's your favorite. It's grown fave. on me. The song's not your favorite or the movie? It, the song. Okay. It's. I originally thought it was a little annoying and I still find it a tad annoying, but it starts getting stuck in your head. Yes. Um, and then after a while, you're like, yeah. I get, if a song's that catchy, it can't be that bad, right? 
If it makes Stani you happy, Osman. it can't be that bad. It is. I don't. That really doesn't mean anything to me. Like I don't really know any of other any other songs by Donny Osmond. I probably do, but just don't. It was their family group right. thing that yeah. they had some hits. But I love that song. It's one of my favorite Disney songs, and I think that it fits with that uh, imagery. That mm-hmm. would be crazy. I do love Mulan, though. I, I want to say I do like Mulan a lot. Did you see the live action? I did see the live action. Um, I thought the costumes were phenomenal. Um, I thought the the cool look into maybe Chinese culture, and I say maybe like because I don't fucking know, um, but it seemed like it might be authentic. I don't know, um, but I did not like it as much as the cartoon. Which is were there any songs? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, that's weird. Um, no yeah, Mulan, no, no, no Mushu. No, no, oh, no Mushu either? I don't think so. Did you see it? I did, but I don't Ooh. remember. No Mushu and no songs? Yeah. That's not Mulan. That's what I'm saying. Like, And and there have been a couple live actions that are very, very close to the originals. Lion King comes to mind, but... I didn't see that. Most of them are like not, not nearly as good as the cartoons. I would say of the live actions I've seen so far, none of them are as good as... Like, I'm not even really that close. I did enjoy Aladdin, which a lot of which a lot of people didn't. I did very much like Aladdin. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as the cartoon. Right, but I liked it. Yeah, I like Lion King, but not as much as the cartoon. The cartoon of Lion King is one of my favorite movies ever. It's my number one uh, animated film. Aladdin is either two or three. Did I have I sh- shown you the video that that church did? Nope. I mean, it, you've shown me a lot of videos that churches have done. So a church this year. Presented a Easter play called The Lion King of Judah, <laughs> where Simba in this story was Jesus. This is hilarious. I need to show you the video later. Yeah. They, they took the sing, video. Is he saying can't wait to be king? Uh, not that I'm aware of, oh, but, but he is nailed to a cross to um, Adele's Someone Like You. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, they took the video down, uh, I'm guessing because the internet was making fun of them. <laughs> <clears throat> but they also have a ton of other... Uh, riffs on movies interesting yeah i would be interested to see that okay I'll, I'll send it out um but anyways yeah i uh i don't know how we oh we were singing oh it was the huns the, the scene huns. of what we think hard home might look like yeah okay which is pretty cool yeah if we go that way i think john goes because he because know, torben made a good point like so john's ultimate goal here it's not just be like hey you guys can come if you want but his ultimate goal is to make sure that he's not fighting more of the army of the dead, and right. he has more people fighting on his side. Right. Yeah. Um. So John does want this to happen. Torment makes a good point. They're not going to come for me. They're not going to believe me that the Lord Commander was like, "Hey, you guys can just walk on through." I know we decimated you just a little bit ago, but you guys can just walk on through. They're not going to kill you. It's going to be fine. They have to have the actual Lord Commander there saying that. Also, it's sort of a. Uh, leverage piece of like, right. you know, we have your Lord Commander. If you try to torch the ships when we're in the middle of the sea, like tournament mentions, uh, we're, you know, we're just going to kill him. So I think that's why John goes because he knows that that's a good point and that is a, a, a vital piece of this mission. Yeah. So from there we go to John then sharing the news with the Night's Watch, which goes really well, actually. Uh, went phenomenally um <laughs> everyone was really in support of it my favorite part of this was uh someone said there's maybe it might have been john anyway there's less enemies for us and stannis just says fewer yeah it wasn't john it was the uh 
It was the guy next to John. I the think he's construction. I think he's one of the builders. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, or first builder Yarwick, I think is his name. And uh, and yeah, Stannis is actually pretty good in this episode. I I yeah I liked him. This um, is very book Stannisy. It is. It is. I mean, he lets him use the ships. Um, you know, and and he talks about he talks to Sam about uh about Randall Tarly, and I told Robert not to do that, but he doesn't listen to me anyways. Um, he does the fewer thing, and Davos. I like how they include the Davos saying what he goes nothing. <laughs> It's fine. It's I don't weird. think he said anything. I think uh, I'm I, I'm pretty sure he just ignored him, which is even better. No, he does say nothing. Oh, because when I was like writing it, I was like waiting to it's write. It's hard to hear. It's on the subtitles, and it's oh, in, I didn't it's have in the script. I didn't have subtitles on when I. Uh, uh, I don't know why I didn't have them on this time. I know why, because it just automatically fucking turns off every time. Is it Roku? Yes, yeah, it does. It it sucks. I have to turn it on every fucking time. Thanks, Roku. I don't have to turn it on every time, but I do have to turn it on a lot, which is weird. So I just did it. So I missed because it wasn't in subtitles or, you know. Yeah. I didn't have subtitles. Anyway. Yeah. He does say nothing, uh, which is funny. Um, but like the response to that from John should be, we're talking about the guy says less enemies for us. The response is actually, no, it's not. It's more enemies for you because the big enemy here is the army of the dead. It's the white walkers. And they're just going to be added to the army of the dead. And we're going to have to fight them anyways, one way or the other. So no, it's not less enemies for us. Fewer. Four. Fewer. Fewer. Yeah. Dollar said is like I I'll, he says, you know, I'll do anything for you. But but I won't do that. But they killed Grin and Pip, and I'll never forgive him for that. I'll never, you know, be able to move on from that. Um and then that's when they have the conversation about like, okay, well, you're either gonna live with them. Or we're at it. You're either gonna like live with them, or we're gonna add to the army of the dead. Yeah, and that's gonna be miserable. Like we know, we know what happens, and we've seen it, and we don't. Want, we already are up against a pretty significant task in in fighting them. We don't want to add a hundred thousand more. That seems miserable, yeah, especially he, when you could balance the scale a little bit by adding, you know, theoretically a hundred thousand to your side. Right. Because if it came down to it, they would have no choice but to fight. He mentions that this one time, mm-hmm. but it seems like his main point in all this is like, oh, they're going to die if we don't help them, which that's not their way to sell it to these guys. The way to sell it to these guys is exactly what you're saying. And it's how he sold it to, to Tormund. Um, he said, uh, yeah, he said, basically, I, I need I want them to fight with me when the time comes. So you're not selling. Let's save these people's lives. You're selling. Let's save our own lives. By adding a hundred thousand to our side rather than adding a hundred thousand to their side. Um, which I'd be like, okay, well that does make sense. I feel like he's selling it to people who haven't had the realization that he did of we're the shield of every man. Right. And these are humans that we need to be shielding. Correct. But because he hasn't had that conversation with people, it's just like, Well, I don't care about them. Yeah. Yeah. They want to point out want point out to Ollie that hey I don't know if you remember but your uh, your parents died <laughs> they killed them okay and Ollie just like hangs his head yeah which leads us into the next scene is John and Ollie um, and J- Ollie's got some body language that prompts John to ask him or tell him you know like all right get like get on with it spit it out say what you got to say and Ollie's like. You're not really serious, right? 
Like this is just a like brilliant Lord Commander yeah. trick to. Like, it's me, man. You can tell me. You can tell me. I'm not gonna. You know. You can. We're gonna fuck him up, right? <laughs> and uh, and John's like no, and he drops the famous Winter is coming, and you know the whole. Th- it's the whole thing. He he doesn't sell it well again. Um, but I just liked that Ali was like. Should have been like actually, Maester Aemon told me to kill you. <laughs> he said, "Kill the boy." Said, kill the boy. I'm looking I, around. I don't see any other boys. The only boy here, man. It's all you, dog. You gotta die. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Ollie finishes it with, "Will there be anything else, Lord Commander?" Mm. I I understand his frustration. Uh, the thin did tell him he was going to eat his mommy and eat his daddy. Eat your dead mama and your dead papa. And so, like, I would understand not wanting to, like, have any mercy on these people. John did kill that guy. Yeah. But it was... The the parents were dead. Right. They're they're not coming back. I don't think... I mean, they probably did eat them, actually. They might come back if they weren't burned. Yeah, well, they're... Or eaten. I think they were eaten and then... Burned later by, you know, by default. Um, they were burned so that they could be eaten. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I was more thinking if they're in the thin stomach and the thins are uh, burned, they are then burned. I see what you did. Yep. Inception. I, um, I saw it. Yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> yep. It was, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just, you, Ollie's, Ollie's going through some stuff. He's also like what eleven. But look who you're talking to, like this guy was up here. John, talking about John. This guy was up here when his dad was beheaded. He was up here when his brother was murdered, murdered at a wedding, alongside his pregnant wife. Alongside his pregnant wife, he was he has no doubt heard about Brandon Rickon at Winterfell. Now he met, he saw Bran, so like now he doesn't feel that way. Um, but in the, at the time, he didn't know Bran wasn't dead. Um, so like you're talking to somebody who has actually gone through this and has chosen their vows over what you know, your heart, your, your emotions yeah, will tell you. Good. I'm glad you were able to do that. That doesn't mean I'm ready for that. That's I'm part of being 11. here, bud. That's part of being here. He didn't choose to be here. Kill the boy. Ollie. Yeah. Kill him. He can Ollie. leave. Where's he going to go? Back to his dead mama and dead papa. You just said he didn't choose to be here. He can go right. He didn't else. choose to be. He he ended up here by default, and it wasn't that long ago. You know what, Napoleon? He just lost you his can fucking parent. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> what do you expect this child to do? I just, I okay, so two episodes you. ago, two episodes ago, Ali is so excited to be a, a man of the night's watch. He's reciting the the uh, um, you know vows to Davos. So, like, if you want to be this, this is what this is. Sorry. You sure, know? but we've also we also know that many, if not all, of the Night's Watch brothers have f- broken their vows. Yeah, and they all feel that same way that Ollie does too. So I'm not like right. I'm not trying to pick on Ollie. I'm just saying. Well, well, it kind of feels like I, you are. I guess I kind of am. It's I, not my I can't Lord stand Commander. Ollie. He yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not my Lord Commander. Uh, I can't stand him. He annoys the shit out of me. But he hasn't done anything that bad. Um, he's got a stupid fucking face. He does have a stupid fucking face. <laughs> if we're gonna, just going to be honest does that here. Count? Yeah, it does. Um, So, from Winterfell, I mean, sorry, to Winterfell from uh, Castle Black, where we see Pod and Brian. Brian is looking out the window towards uh, what we 
can presume is Winterfell. Can we um, retire the Brian? Nope. It's really getting under my skin. Brian? No. I hate it. <laughs> Never gonna Can die. we retire the Brian? Uh, no, but I can add in retire if you'd like. Please, no. Too late. Um, what are some other ones that he does? I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. It's more the voices are terrible. He yeah. does, tries to do the voices for all the Oh, one characters. person does all the voices? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but Jim Dale does, I think, a decent job doing it. Yeah, no, it. he does good. Um, well. Yeah. Well, it, this, this weekend, is, Clint was like, oh, that guy's so good. I'm like, that guy fucking sucks. Yeah, he's You bad. take that back right now. He is bad. Um. Anyway. Sorry. So Pod and Brienne are uh, chilling, killing, um, and talking about basically like Pod's, Pod's basically saying, I mean, she's away from the Lannisters. She's home. Our job is done. It's better, right? And she doesn't want you. And Brienne's like, oh, you mean she's with Ruse Bolton, who she's better off with the Boltons, who, you know, killed her parents. You know, she she basically goes into the whole like, no, she's not. She needs me, right. essentially. Um, then, the, then the Northman makes his way in. And this was a pretty bold move by Brienne because... She doesn't really know anything about this dude. Well, she did the same thing with Popeye. Right. So I think she's a little irresponsible. Unconscious. Yeah. Flippant. That works. She's not good at keeping those secrets. Yeah, it just felt like I mean, I guess I don't she know. She did ask some qualifying questions up front. You know, she said, Have you lived here a long time? He said, Yes, sort of. Uh he said, she said, do you know Lord Eddard? He said, I knew him and his father before him. The Starks are gone now. Um, so, like, there's qualifying questions of, like, are you a Bolton person or are you a Stark person? Um, and then, obviously, tries to, you know, say I need to get a message to her. Um, it's just it's just quite the strategical move here. It seems as though maybe the people outside the castle don't know that Stanta's there. Like, because he didn't know. He said, you know, she said, I know who's in the castle uh, and he said, everyone knows the Boltons. And she was like, well. I, I felt like he was kind of being like, oh, it's the Boltons in the castle. Right. No one else. Like, like he did know. But yeah, he was, like he's, he doesn't trust her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It could be, it could be that. It could be the fact that this dude's old and senile and doesn't know what the fuck's going on anyway. Yeah, he looked about 30. Yeah. Like, it just, it could be anything. Like, I just can't believe that she was like, yeah, here's here's who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. Especially with and she would know how ruthless the Boltons are. Right. She she hasn't encountered them that we know of personally, but she knows the stories and knows the you know, experiences that they've had uh in 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 all that. So, I don't know. It just it I didn't love this from her. Uh, I don't love a lot of stuff that she does, but this one was particularly uh frustrating it's somewhat annoying. i mean i know it's just brianne and who she is like she's a very very loyal person and obviously takes her oath very seriously but i i feel like she over exaggerates her service to catelyn yeah i also like the way you said over just now over it was like over okay i just like i'll it. try to do it again but i i can't be thinking about it i'll, I'll um, point it out if but you i do. do feel like she over exaggerates <laughs> her her service to catelyn she served her for like an episode yeah 
I feel like she and, she made this. I I feel like in her mind she made this commitment and never got to see it through. Yeah. So she just can't let it go because she's annoying. <laughs> and um, she doesn't have anything else to do. Right. Also, also that she was so wrapped up in uh, Renly, and then he died. And right. So like, what do I do? Oh, Catelyn's here. I serve you now. Literally, right here in front of me, right yep. now. Right. Oh, oh, you died. I well, pick you. I guess I still serve you. Yeah, and and then, but but you know, when they're on their mission to find uh, you know, Sansa and Arya, Brienne kind of gives up on it. You know, like it, Brienne kind of gives up on it. And tells Pod to go home. Like they said, they you know we found them. They don't. They said they don't want our help. Maybe it's time to go. And then later, and then Pod keeps her there. And then then Pod. Reminds her one time, and now Pod's back to. I think she's safe now. I think we can go. So it's just this like back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think you're right though. It is a little bit like you didn't really over right of this right. Yeah. Um. So after the conversation with the Northmen, uh, which I can't wait to see the movie. By the way, yeah. Um, we see Ramsey and Miranda. She's also looking out a window. And I just like to imagine that she and Brienne were like looking at each other. I mean, not they saw each other but from but just far away, like looking their, their eyesights would, if they could have seen that far, would have been right at each other. Like in yeah. five goes rest West when they both see the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Same, same. Um, so that's, that's in my mind how this is playing out. Uh, and then this is a weird scene from, this is just a weird scene because it just shows how crazy they both are. Yeah. Uh, there's she's like, I saw you looking at her, just like jealous girlfriend kind of thing, jealous mistress. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be married to her. I'm will require to be looking at her from time to time. <laughs> I will be looking at her, and she then says, uh, you think she's pretty, don't you? And he had another snarky response, something along the lines of, well, yeah, I'm not blind, <laughs> you know. And then he's like. And I know you thought she's pretty too. And uh, anyway, this leads to them having a face-to-face conversation uh, where he's like, she she says, well, I'm, maybe I'll get married. And that's when he walks over to her and is like, mm, are you really though? Damaged goods, sweetie. Because I hate to break the news to you. You're the kennel keeper's daughter. Who are you going to marry? The stable, stable boy? <laughs> um and then he talks about like, you know, are you going to be jealous? I find jealousy boring. Are you going to bore me? Yeah. You know what happens to people that bore me. And then she bites his fucking lip. And I'm just going to give you guys an insight into my preferences here. You really liked it? No, thank you. Mm. I like a little bite. I don't want to yeah, bleed. A gentle bite. She drew blood. Right. I don't want to bleed. That's not going to like get me in the mood. I'm going to be like, oh, my fucking, oh, God, my lip. Like, and then you're bleeding. And then I'm bleeding. Maybe that means go, we're normal and Ramsey's fucking crazy. I would like to think that. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's one thing. Like the, the like blood drawing in any capacity, that's too far. If I'm bleeding, I'm hurting. Pineapple. Somebody needs to say pineapple. Uh, it's a safe word. Is it? It's my safe word. Because <laughs> pineapple also means swinger. And it's also supposed to make your... It doesn't mean swinger. I mean, if you if have an upside-down pineapple, it means that you are a swinger looking for other swingers. You don't just like walk around the grocery store and say, pineapple! Oh, I didn't know it was upside-down. 
Yeah, in, yeah, in if the you top have it in your of your cart. cart. But you can also put it out on your mailbox. Yeah. And it lets people know there's a swinger party. But it's there. also the it's also like the uh emblem for like hospitality. Right. It's a big southern thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in, in a lot of hotels? Or are well. there just a lot of swingers in the south? No, it's also in a lot of hotels. Like if you walk into lobbies and stuff, there'll be pineapples in different <laughs> places. Not like actual pineapples, but like Right. And then SpongeBob lived in one. Right. Under the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you like take stuff that I'm kind of just joking about. Oh, okay. And you just like run with it. Like, Sorry. no, it's not actually that. I like, can never tell. Yeah, I know that not every pineapple in the world means that. I was just. <laughs> I can never tell. Making a weird fun fact. We're just, we're just explaining true. our knowledge of pineapple. If you are buying pineapple at the grocery store, you can either put it in the top of your cart upside down so people know what you're looking for, or you could be like the rest of us and just don't buy it at the grocery store because you might get it on. Where do you buy your pineapples? Um, I don't buy pineapples in a can like a good God fearing American. Where does Emily buy y'all's pineapples? I don't know. Um, we don't eat a whole lot of pineapple. We we buy pineapple juice. Well, I just want to let you in on a fun fact. Yeah, it's supposed to make your yeah. Taste that's what I've better. heard. That's what I've heard. So you may want to invest in some pineapple. I've never experienced it personally, but I've heard that. Like you've never tasted it, or correct? Okay. Yeah. If you want me to start dosing up, or have I been told, like, hey, that tastes like pineapple? Well, have you do you have you gone through a phase where you ate a lot of pineapple? Um, I'm sure there was a time in my life that I tried. You have to. It's not like instantaneous. It's like days. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like. It's eat. not like asparagus. Right. Asparagus is fucking instantaneous. You eat yeah. one bite of asparagus and you go pee. It's gone. It, it smells like asparagus. Yeah, it's gross. Disgusting. Uh, so give try out either of you guys try right. out the pineapple trick and let report back. See what I can do. Let me know. All right. Lydia, um, you got us off track again. Are you done? I mean, we're going to finish before normal, before three hours. Are we? Oh, yeah. Wow, look at us go. It's going to be great. Challenge um, accepted. So then they have sex, and it was great. Then we go to Sansa, uh, and this is where that lady, um, I think it's the same lady. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Too. Uh, I didn't really get a good look at her face. The, or Her face didn't leave a lasting impression last time. Can you look up her IMDb? <laughs> I think I just, you did. I thought she looked like an older woman. Yeah, she's in, she's in two episodes. That's yeah. what I'm assuming. Like this is this is the second one. This and the next one. Yeah. Um. But she says you still have friends in the north. You're not alone because she comes in and sounds like I don't need like go away. I don't. You know. Shut shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You still have friends here. <laughs> I gotta tell you about a candle. Yeah. Put a candle on the window if you're ever in danger. Uh, you're not alone, and then leaves. The highest window of the tallest tower. I was like, is it the broken tower? It was the broken tower. Yeah, I know. I was just. It might be the tallest one too. I don't think so, but I, I was, that was like the Shrek. Yeah, that's the one. The highest room in the tallest tower. Right. Yeah. Um. So, that's exciting. I'm assuming that we think that that's going to lead to something. I mean, I imagine that was the message from Brian. 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 God. Um. Yeah. I wish I could roll my R's. I cannot either. You just did you it. You just did. No. Every time you said Brian, you've done it. You do it. You probably can't do like the continuous, right. but like. I can't speak Spanish. I tried Well, in I high can't school, either. But. Like, poor, like, I could never do the roll R's. Como se llama? Right. That sounds right. Yeah, no. How are you wrong. called? Yep. Um. So, we think that this is going to lead to a reunion between Brian and Sansa. I mean, Sansa um, does go look at the broken tower to see, like, how, how do I get up there? Oh, yeah. Bran fell out of do there. Do I have a candle? Should I put a candle up there? So I don't have to, like, bring a candle? Yeah, you should definitely, like, 
plant the supplies. Right. For Quick sure. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't know how realistic this plan is. If she's in like imminent danger. You gotta get a candle, run to the tower, light it. Right. So is this just like a threat of danger? You sneak away, or is this like imminent danger? Or there weren't a lot of details provided. Yeah, and Brienne's not like right there. Right, she's a solid right away. Yeah. Um. So anyway, and what happens if it's daytime? Right. <laughs> You're fucked. What happens if the wind blows. <laughs> there's a there's see, a candle in the wind. Bit, yeah. There's a lot. Your Five thousand candles in the wind. Delightful. Parks and Rec. Yep. Sorry. Little Sebastian. Bye-bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> Miss you and your satisfaction. What's funny is I just watched that episode like last so week. So good. I know. So good. I know. That, uh, that album is on Spotify, if you're is wondering. Is it for real? Yeah, The Mouse Rat. That's great. Who? <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, I, ju- I just I like restarted Parks and Rec not that long ago and because uh, I made it to the end of Seinfeld and The Office again, so I was like, eh. Let's cycle through something else. Yep. And, um, All those shows that people keep telling them to watch. Nope. No. <laughs> Park and Rec's again. <laughs> well, sometimes I just want to put something on to like... Have noise. Have... have yeah, happen. it's something you don't need to like engage in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I do the same thing. I am finally in the last season of Vikings. Nice. So... Ivar the Boneless. Ivar. Um, so, then we go to Miranda and Sansa. This was... Uh, this is weird. Because the whole time I'm just thinking about this bitch is crazy. She is. And I, th- so what did you, did you think that when she said, oh, one more thing, got a surprise? Like, th- did you know what was happening or did you think she was going to like do something to her? I mean, I expected her to like stab her or threaten her at some point in yeah. this conversation, especially when she like took her arm close. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, it definitely, she gives off like, I'm crazy and I'm going to kill you vibes. Uh, then she makes her walk through the kennel, which is terrifying. At what point did you know where we were going? Did you until we got there? Um, she was about halfway down the kennel and I've said something and I don't remember what it was. But then I was like, oh no, it's probably Reek. Mm. And then it was. Yeah. So my first guess was wrong. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I thought it might be like either a dead wolf or like. The wolf from the Bolton's uh, Red Wedding. The yeah, that would have been a good idea, staple actually. Staple onto Rob or something. Uh-huh. Oh, God. That would have been good. That's what I thought it was. And I was like, oh, no, it's probably Reek. Just Reek. How much, we, how much like, decomposition? Yeah. How fast is that in this environment? I mean... I mean, if it's cold, it'll extend it. And if they got someone to, like... I just forgot the word... I'm just preserve it. I'm just gonna yeah. say you've seen more dead bodies than we have. It's true. Yeah, but never past a couple yeah. days, maybe. You don't know. Well, except that uh, the cadaver was, I'm assuming, old. Mm-hmm. He was old. The guy was old, but also like I think the cadaver probably wasn't fresh. I don't know how they do that. I didn't ask. It shocked me. He was from the earlier tour, tour group, <laughs> so super fresh. Yeah. He died uh, when he saw the last cadaver. Yep. And so they just... And it was supposed to happen with you, but you pushed through it. Ooh. Yeah. Unfortunately. Maybe he's like... Maybe you accidentally walked into the temple of the mini-faced god. Oh, shit. It did kind of look like that. Yeah. Like, the the guy on the table was naked with this, like, thing draped over him. I don't know what... Like, a towel or a 
I'm sure there's like some a sheet, uh, a sheet, something cloth. Um, because they were like working, like it was a top part of his body that they were working on. And so, uh, but at the moment he was just like, he looked like one of the white walkers that we saw. It was really, his hair was real thin and white and like a little longer. And his skin was like super saggy and white. What if that was you from the future come back to warn your, your past self didn't, wasn't able to do it, ended up on the table. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. Think well, about that. I think I'll need to take a five minute break just to What was I going to warn myself that? about? Something. Don't get on the plane. How far? In, when was this? And you were in college, right? This was in 2011. All right. What's happened between 2011 and now that you would need to be war- warned about? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Perfect. <laughs> can't think of anything. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't think of a single thing. Um, so Sansa and, and Reek reunite. Uh, he's not loving this. She's not loving it either. But he's like, "You can't be here. Go away. I'm Reek. I'm Reek. I'm Reek." Um, because she's like, "Theon." She's not excited about it. <laughs> she she wasn't happy. Excited about it. It reminds me a little bit of like remember first or second episode, and the assassin sneaks into yeah. Bran's room. Yeah, and he says, "You're not supposed to be here." Yeah. Nobody's supposed to be here. That's a good impression. Were you that guy? Basically just old Greg. That's like, a, that, that's like a less... I was trying to figure out who yeah. that was. Old Greg. What's you doing fishing in my lake, my liquor? What's his hook doing? My... That's Noel. That's yeah, Noel from Great British Baking Show. It old, is? Old Greg is Noel. Yeah. Yeah, it what? was an old British comedy troupe or whatever. It was also in an IT crowd. I recommend that I show. I heard haven't. about I it. I, I started it. it like a few years ago and didn't love it or didn't finish. Watch, like I only watched like an episode or two, uh, but I've always heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. They did an American or they tried to do an American version of Which it. probably sucked. With, uh, uh, what is his name? I don't know. The guy who plays the main character in Community. Oh, Joel, um, McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah, was the not the black British dude, but the white British dude, mm. and it wasn't great. Was Donald Glover the black British dude? No, it was the same guy. Oh, <laughs> crazy! Yeah. Uh, I just thought you know Troy and I bet in the morning. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's not Lydia's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Are you done, Lydia? Um, hey, we might get done before three hours though. I think we will. Uh. Th- so after this, we get Ramsey and Reek. And Ramsey's like, you got anything to tell me? He's like, no. He's like, are you sure? Don't lie to me. And then he comes out with, she saw him. He he loses it again, which just shows like what Ramsey's done to him. Because he was sleeping in the kennel. It's not your fucking fault that she saw you. But he's like, he's scared. He's terrified of, you know, and Ramsey's playing mind games with him and you know, puts his hand over him and tells me he forgives him. You know, don't, you can't be doing this. You can't lie to me, hide stuff from me. Um, it's frustrating. It's like when you got in trouble at school and your teacher already called your parents and told her about, told him about it. And you get home, you're like, do you have anything to tell me? Yeah. Nope. Nope. All good. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. No, nothing I can think Kinda of. I don't think of it. I did shit in Johnny's <laughs> cereal today. <laughs> now um, that you mention it. That's, that hits close to home because we, just learned that Amber heard shit in Johnny Depp's bed, bed like <laughs> on multiple occasions. Yeah. I'm sorry to find that funny. 
<laughs> he kind of laughs at it at the deposition. I'm not saying that like that's because it's it's a really terrible. It's like the most ridiculous thing it ever. Is, it is. It is ridiculous. But he does sort of give it a little smirk. On a couple of those. Yeah. I think it's because he's yeah no I get seeing it seeing some writing on the wall and he kind of thinks that he's maybe good, coming out okay on this good one. to go I think so so then we get uh, the dinner this is mm. Ruse and Ramsey and Sansa and Walda um, most uncomfortable dinner party since the, the office since the office dinner yeah, party yeah yeah not quite as uncomfortable as that because oh. that's the worst but but second um, she did break his plasma TV. <laughs> a little dinky fucking thing. It was such a great TV. God, that that and Scott's Tots, man. The Scott's Tots was I can't watch. They Scott's hurt Tots me. Ones. I can't. I, I can't watch. I, I can't skip them, but they hurt me. The dinner party is my favorite episode. Oh, dude. I have no problem watching that one. And then when Dwight and his babysitter show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh God! And Jan puts on the uh, what's his name? Yeah, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. The album. <laughs> and, <a> man. <laughs> my god it's it's so uncomfortable he's quit <laughs> have you ever watched the office yeah all the way through most of it how do you feel about the dinner party episode um it's fairly awkward it's god i thought i think that whole like that version of comedy it's really hard for me to watch that just because it's like so cringy yeah, the whole is. time but i've watched enough of the office and i've seen the scott Stotts episode I can't watch do, that one. Do not man. like it. Dude, yeah. it's but like Painful. that's how I feel a lot of the show. But that's the point. But also like it hurts. Yes. That one is too far. The Scott's Tots one is too far. Um dinner party is is fine. It's just far enough, I think. Oh it's, man. It's 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 so good. So dinner party 2.0. Uh Ramsey's brilliant and brings Reek in for more wine. What a great idea. Um Forces him to apologize to Sansa. And that was really uncomfortable because he kept like, he kept going. I kept thinking like, okay, he, he got it. Nope. Oh, you're oh, going to do more. Okay. All right. Here's more. Um, then as Reek's finally walking away and Sansa's crying, um, he announces to the room that Reek will give away the bride. And I don't, we've seen some fucked up stuff in this show. This is up there like top five fucked up things I think that we've seen. Yeah, that's not great. Um, then, uh, then after that, uh, Walda and Ruse give the news that they're having a baby boy. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, bitches. Poor Ramsey. This whole shit, it, it, it's unraveling in Winterfell right now. Yeah, Ramsey's unraveling. Ramsey's unraveling in Winterfell, uh, which which means that the stability of every, like everyone's in danger if he's losing it. Yeah. Um, then we have the, the conversation with Ruse and Ramsey uh, where they're talking about the baby. And he says, how'd you do it? <laughs> and Ruse says, so bad, I'm man. sure you're familiar with the procedure. He's like, yeah, but, but like, but like, how'd you do it? How did you find it? And Ruse, thankfully, just cuts him off. Yeah. And he's like, you've already made a fool of yourself once tonight. Let's not do that again. Um, did I ever tell you about your mother? Oof. Whoa. 
That one was nuts. That took me by surprise. Like this whole sequence of minutes from this was wild. Was brutal yeah. in the most crazy ways. I kind of feel like I have to read it. Go ahead. For for the people that are listening to and get not watching to yeah. really get the the full feel. Yeah. So yeah, Ruth says you never asked about your mother. Ramsey said, why would I? She had me, she died, and here we are. Ruse goes into the story. She was a peasant girl, pretty in a common sort of way. She was the miller's wife. Apparently, they had married without my knowledge or consent, so I had him hanged, and I took her beneath the tree where he was swaying. She fought me the whole time. She was lucky I didn't hang her, too. A year later, she came to my gates with a squalling baby in her arms, a baby she claimed was mine. I nearly had her whipped, and the child thrown in the river. Then I looked at you, and I saw then what I see now. You are my son. That is a terrible meet-cute. Yeah. The worst meet-cute there could be. I hanged him, and then I raped her underneath his swaying body. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Danny Christ. Danny Christ, for sure. It's uh it's brutal to say the least. Um Yeah, I just and the and then finishing it with you're my son. Yeah. I was just like I feel like you could have made your point <laughs> right without that. A little differently. Yeah, I, I mean it's a part a part of it is obviously Ramsey is, you know, going a little wild card here, going going rogue on a couple things. Um and I guess it's just Ruse's way of putting him back in his place, maybe? I guess. I just feel like that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think Ruse knows that. So, like, why play it? Yeah. It's it's strange how he kind of draws him back, though. Like, he draws him back with the, you're my son. Stannis is on the way. He wants to take the north. The north is ours. Not the north is mine, but the north is ours. Uh, it's you. Any he, he clarifies and says it's yours and mine. Will you help me defeat him? And Ramsey just says yes. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Well, and I felt like it was kind of contrasting the last time we saw, like last episode with Stannis and his daughter, when he was like, "And you're my daughter, and so why would I send you away?" Like right. it felt like the weird, crazy version of that. Where he's like, yeah, I saw my son, and I still see my son, and you're my son. Right. Did also, he, I raped your mom. Yeah, did he kill her, by the way? The mom? Well, no, he said she came back a year later. Yeah, but he doesn't say... He doesn't say if he killed her after... Yeah, he said, I nearly had her whipped and child thrown in the river, but then I looked at you and saw then what I see now. Um, but earlier on, Ramsey said, why would I ask about her? She had me, and she died. So, like... Did Ruse just? Uh, yeah, I mean, unless they lied to him. Hmm. Well, he yeah, he obviously didn't know the story. Unless he just took the baby and was like, "Get out of here." Yeah, that's kind of what I hoped. That's almost worse. I don't know. I don't know if it's worse. Not worse than killing her, but it's pretty bad. Who knows? Maybe he gave her a anyways fat sum of money and she and built her cottage by the ocean. So Ruse and Ramsey are getting ready for Stannis. Yeah, I would not want to be Stannis. Um, then we get Gilly and Sam. Gilly's so much. She's so sweet. 
No, there's She's not. A lot. This is not all the books in the world. <laughs> you silly girl. Um, the the main point here was to get Stannis in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, you mentioned earlier, they had the conversation about uh Randall Tarley. Uh, then then it then it gets into the conversation about Dragonglass and the Walkers and like, you know. Basically, what's coming down the pike, and what I like, I'm I'm looking towards root, you know, Winterfell, but I know that I've got this behind me that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm gonna have to dress at some point, and so like, tell me what I need to know. Dragonglass took him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed like the Night's Watch knew about Dragonglass a little bit. Uh, I know Sam knew the most. But it seemed like when they found it before that they kind of knew at least some of the legend behind it. But Stannis yeah. having not been there much, if ever, and never beyond the wall like that, uh, he he didn't know. because like, yeah. he said that, oh, we've got we've got this on Dragonstone. Like Right. I didn't yeah, know we this. find out there's Dragon Glass on Dragonstone. Which how convenient. Who knew? Um so yeah, so uh Basically, he's like learning about that, and then he he leaves Sam with a keep reading, Tarly. Yeah, Sam Samuel Tarly. And this it's one of those good Stannis moments where you know, like you said, Sam is saying like the army of the dead, and when they come, and he cuts them off. It's like we have to know how to fight them. So keep reading, keep doing your thing. Very matter of fact, you're not a soldier, like he mentions earlier in the conversation. You're this is what you do. Read, tell us how to kill them. Yep, because no one else has killed one. Right. Right. Um, Davos. Yeah, so from there he's staying in Castle Black and Stannis comes in to talk to Davos and he just says it was his best Michael Buffer. Want to do it? No. Okay. My, my throat hurts right now. Like It's time! That was decent. Yeah, I was muted. It was, that, was, that was more Michael than Bruce. Okay. Um... Davos is like, shouldn't we wait? You know, Jon Snow might return with the wildlings. We could use them. We could use the men. Uh, Stannis says that every every minute they wait, the odds change more in the Boltons' favor. Um, we don't know the what the uh, what the weather holds and what might keep them. You know, it's going to be a tough march, things like that. Um, and then, basically, he says. Um, Oh, oh, he's talking about Shireen and and Solis. and and you know Davos is like, I'll leave you know a dozen men to protect them, and she's like, No, they're they're coming with us. Uh, half the men here are killers and rapists. They're probably better with us. So, um, so we find out that Sharice and Celine are, are coming with the with the party, um, and then Davos goes and does his thing. Did we talk about what Davos was doing when Stannis walked in? Um, it doesn't mention. It, I don't think, but maybe. Did you notice? No. He was carving a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like animal shape. I probably noticed it just because I've seen the show several times. Um, so I didn't know if you caught it. If you had caught it, I wanted to like hear more. But since you didn't catch it, that's fine. Sorry, it's okay. It was it was like in his hand, and Stannis. You know, it shows the shot of him. The camera's like to his right, and Stannis is walking from the left. So it's really. The focus is on Stannis walking in, right? But you can see his hands working, and the piece of wood, and looks, you know, looks like he's cutting out legs and shit. And so, um, anyway, I just wanted to know your thoughts. But, um, 
Yeah, so it looked great. He did a great job. He did do a great job. Uh, so then Shireen and Davos. This is this is like the buddy cop film I want to see. Yes. Okay. Um, because Sh- he's Shireen teaching Davos how to read. Davos sees in Shireen something. Well, he, just him supporting her. If you like see the word knight and say knigget. Knigget. <laughs> um, because he he basically they talked about being scared, and uh, he says. That he is, right. and uh, you know, promise you'll protect me. It was just a sweet, like, it is very sweet. I don't know, man. I just love Davos. Yep. Like any, there's a lot. I think the reason is there's a lot of people we've seen be either indifferent to or horrible to children in this show, like her mom. Yeah, like her mom. Um, she falls in the horrible category. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna tell me that she falls in a hole. She falls in a hole. And spoiler. I'm great with that spoiler. That's okay. She falls into a hole here in just the next episode or so. Perfect. Um, but like it's it's something special when you especially a, a kid like Shireen, who she's super sweet, she's really thoughtful, she's just a kind person. Mm-hmm. Like if it was Ollie, man, fuck Ollie. <laughs> but she's not. She's nice and kind and thoughtful and has been helpful to him and like to see him take notice of her in a way that's just like gentle and you know supportive. It's just I like that a lot. It it's I don't know. I really like it. It elevates Davos for me. Um, well, and she she still has like the childlike quality of like she's uh, like she's inquisitive. She wants to learn. She enjoys just dancing around like. It's great. Be great yeah. to her. That's awesome. Like, She's just excited to see the Crips. Yeah. All the other kids in the show kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A lot of the other kids in the, kids in the show have been through some shit. Yeah. Tommen's like 50 now, so he's not a kid anymore. Yeah. No yeah. longer a kid. Joffrey was horrible. Joffrey was horrible. Those other Lannisters died. We never got enough of Rick on to know whether or not he was a kid. <laughs> I, I, at one point in this episode, just, where's Rick on? Yep. He's with Gendry. They're in the same boat. Perfect. Just, just rowing. Rowing, rowing, rowing. He and uh, Tonks and Gendry. Yep. Rowing away. Heading on out that bitch. I actually forgot that he was even with her. Yeah. Like, straight up, just forgot. That was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Many moons. It's funny that he's like a part of the one of the main families. But and just nothing. We ain't seen his ass hardly ever. Um. Yeah, and like he apparently has this weird magic stuff too, and we just never talked about. Don't talk about it anymore. Got one of the wolves. We don't care about you. Well, we we picked one, and that's good enough. We got well, Bran. We, we really haven't seen Bran recently. No, but we know that he's doing something magic yeah, related. He's in a tree. Yeah. You know, hanging out with the tree people. Yep. Which I like. Mm-hmm. The kiddos. Yeah. Call them the kiddos. They look weird. Yeah. Um. So then we get uh, the John and Stannis convo. This was interesting to me because Stannis is like, I'm going to need those ships back. And I was a little bit, I really wanted to know more about the thought process for Stannis. Why lend him the ships? I wanted to see that conversation because it did not make sense to me. Because Stannis has tried to get you to fight with him. You've said no. Then you're going to come and ask him to borrow ships, which we know in this world are incredibly valuable. And he lets you. It just didn't. Right. After the wildling said, we will not fight for you. Right. 
Like Stannis is has only gotten no's, yet still decided to like help a brother out. Yeah, and we haven't seen like kind, generous Stannis. We've seen like transactional Stannis. Exactly. So, like, what did you promise him? And he's like, yeah, you can take all of my ships and go get all the wildlings and bring them on back. That sounds great. Just bring them back to me. It's right. crazy. I need those ships. <laughs> to get home. I mean, I do think there's an element, and the, the same reason why Stannis shows up in the north to fight the wildlings. Like, there's nothing for Stannis up there except for Melisandre. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's like, the only thing. She at least gives him a reason to go up there to fight the army of the dead. Right, right. So... I, so we have seen Stannis do things that are uncharacteristic based I, on information given from her. Yeah, but I guess even in a way you can kind of say like if the army of the dead shows up, like they're going to screw everything up. Like yeah. you're not going to be safe on Dragonstone. Right. Right. Um but I I do agree it would have been nice to get that conversation. Um cuz I think it would have been a good one. Yeah. But that's what I got. I mean, I I got to kind of go back to thinking, okay, why does Stannis show up in the North in the first place? Because he knows that there's a war to be fought up there too. Um, and and so this kind of falls in the same vein. I also think he's a big, he's a big John fan. You know, he, he was a big Ned fan. Yeah. He's a big John fan. Thinks it's probably thinks it's the right thing to do. Um, of, you know, going up there and getting, the rest of the wildlings, the women and children, get them on the right side of the wall. So I guess it's that, but you're right. I mean, we haven't seen a, a lot of that side of him. Mm-hmm. So it is, is it a tad uncharacteristic? Yeah, just because if we've talked about the, those differences between the book and the, in the show, but like there's no consistency in what they're showing us. It's just weird. Yes. I don't know. Um, but Thanks, bud. Yep. I mean, they're starting to make us like Stannis more, I think. Yeah. Here's some ships. Yeah. The last couple episodes have been like with him and Shireen. Yeah. And then him in this episode. I'm he, like, oh. Stannis positive. Stannis don't suck. And he made a joke with that fewer thing. He did make a joke. I laughed at that. Yeah. I don't think he was making a joke, but it was funny. That's probably fair. It was like an unintentional joke. Right. I think he was dead serious, but like. But like said it out loud. That's probably why I caught Davos so right. off guard. Like. <laughs> like. Wait, what? What do <laughs> you say? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know. So from there we go to Marine. We get Grey Worm and Masande. I like. I like that the first thing that Grey Worm did when he finally like comes to is he's like Barristan. He says it with his accent, but you know, right? And. I don't know. I just like that he's in the mindset of like this other, like I'm obviously super injured, but like this other dude that was there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's small, but I liked it. Then he kind of gets focused on himself. You know, he's kind of sad. He talks about having failed. Then he talks about fear. Uh, and this is where he gets the whole like, Never would have seen Masande again. Yeah, I wasn't scared of dying. I was scared of not seeing you again. Like, Which is cute. Ugh. Good job, Unsullied. Not fear of dying anymore. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, got him some kisses. Mm-hmm. That don't suck. Um, but I anyway, I just I like this from Grey Worm. It was a short, pretty throwaway scene, but I like that they show him having that care and compassion for someone right. else because we've kind of only seen the Unsullied be pretty robotic. 
Yeah. We also have zero other romance in the show right now. Well, then we just like Grey Worm. Yeah. Like, I think there's a couple characters that, like, you could show them for, like, a minute or two and be like, yeah, that was great. Just be happy mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Right. And you want the best. You want good things for those characters. Yeah. And both Masande and Grey Worm are... Yeah, I was going to say, I think we put Masande in that category, too. Everybody Very much so. Masande. Any, any, any time with her, any, like, what I, like both of them, I'm happy because I like them both and, and I'm, I want good things to come to them. Um, and it looks like we're trending upward, even yeah. though... Grey Worm did hit a pothole there for a sec. I feel like I'm just realizing this, but I think we only really get like one romance at a time in Game of Thrones. Like we don't get multiple romances going at one time. It's like you've got Ned and Catelyn in the first season. You've got and Jamie and Cersei. Right, but that's that's kind of a gross one. I'm talking about like ones uh, that like, like people a, actually gotcha. can attach to. Um, and oh, we're not counting uh, Ramsay and Sansa. Not counting Ramsay and Sansa or Ramsay and Miranda. What about um, uh, uh, Roose and his wife? Nope, <laughs> nope. What um, they love each other? It does. Re- we do realize it's no longer platonic, but uh, nope. They definitely are. He found it. Yep. Um, you that know, John. The, John that's Negret. an underrated scene from Ramsay. It's yes. fucked up. It's it's fucked it's up. Fucked up. Yeah. But it it fits his character. It does. Perfectly. It does. Like it's it was good. Anyway, but I think you're right. Yeah, they don't really overlap at all. Which sucks. It's probably cuz men wrote it. It is probably cuz men wrote it. it. It's also not what this show's about. Um but I know like like Emily has mentioned before like she's like finally we get some romance and that's why she liked John and Egret so much and it's not something I need from my TV but um you know, kind of like it. It's you know nice to have every once in a while, I guess. Yeah, this, I just this I, I supplement with like trashy reality TV. You do. I didn't realize that about you until very recently. What's you, your you go are, to right now? Uh, I just finished Ultimatum. Is that Netflix? Yep. I watched Love Is Blind. I watched. I just finished. Um, What's the? the well, there was another one you guys were talking about. I just texted. It I can't, wasn't ultimate, ultimatum. It's ultimatum, the one where <clears throat> the joke is that they're just all cheating in front of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they sign up to do it. Yeah. And th- then they get mad that the other person's doing it. You're right. right. Relationships on the rocks. So then you go try with somebody else, and then you realize you figure out if your relationship can withstand that. Withstand it, or you, like, does that make you want that relationship? You try more? with someone else for three weeks, then you move back in with your original partner for a week. Good luck. Wow, it's hilarious. Sounds great. It seems healthy. Destined for disaster. Yeah. Um, Are you the one? Is the one that I just watched. I've just finished last night. Did you uh, figure it out? Are you? Are you the one? Oh, I'm not the one for. I don't think anybody. Um, what if you're the one? Like Neo is the one. Um, I've only seen the first Matrix. That's fine. That's pretty much all. You That's the only see. one that exists. I thought that they were supposed nope, to be good. Just the first one. Oh, really? The first one's the only one that matters. Okay. Didn't they just come out with a new one? Yeah, like before I Resurrections one. I, or something. Yeah, I'm half kidding. The other ones are okay. I want to see them just because I feel like I have to. Yeah, there's a couple of, like random things in there that you're just like. Eh, I got most of the pop the culture references are from the first one though. Yes, I always heard that the second one was good. I can't remember which part of the second one and which part of the third one mm. they are. I need to watch them just to say I did it. Yeah, do it anyway. Uh, we were somewhere. Oh, we were going to Danny Masande. Yes. Uh, basically, I like this because this is Danny basically saying that she values Masande, and Masande saying like, and it's the best piece of advice Danny's ever gotten. Which is what? 
Which is so you're right. It's it's Danny valuing Masande, saying, "Hey, I've heard from these guys. I want to hear what you have to say." I mean, you've you are more qualified than anyone else really to advise because you know what I'm about. You know what it looks like on the other side of this, the slavery side. Um, and so, you know, what do you think I should do? Um, and Masande does a really good job. She basically tells Danny, "Hey, I've seen you listen to your advisors." I've seen you take they they lay out what they think is a uh, viable solution or the viable solutions, and then you you know choose. I've also seen you ignore your advisors, um, you know, because there was a better choice, one that only you could see. You know that you you're you're the only one that could that could see this solution. No one else would have come up with it, um, and so you know she kind of leaves it there. So we kind of think that it's there's got to be a solution here that no one else is thinking of. Right. But only, only Danny can see. Um, so yeah. Gonna Sorry if I was say, distracted there. <laughs> going to officially say, I do not like the solution that she comes up with. You don't, I do not. Why not? Uh, because there's so many better people out there for her to marry that we've met. Yes. Are there though? Yes. Who are there? To accomplish the same thing she she's trying to accomplish here. Well, I mean, it's and that's the thing. Like, it's a difference between she's not marrying for love, accomplishing the goal and accomplishing for herself. Yeah. So, but even like marrying here doesn't help. I mean, maybe it does a little bit, but it doesn't feel like it helps her with Westeros at all. She's not focused on. That's not the goal at the moment. I know. I know. Right now, it's not. But like, eventually, it's going to be. Theoretically. Yeah, but husbands fall and break their necks every day. That's true. They could just fall off a horse. Uh, for real though, like what di- what difference does it make if she if she gets everything settled in Marine? She could always just leave his ass in Marine to oversee things and make sure everything's running smoothly, and then find a new husband in Westeros and be like, "I'm never going back there anyway." I got yeah, two I mean, families now. You know, he's I mean? obviously going to get eaten by a dragon at some point, right? He right. has to. Yeah. Right. He's had a close call already. Fun fact. Fun fact. Isdar and Hodor are both in another new HBO show. What did I say it was called? Something about flag. Our flag means Our flag death. Means death. Our flag means death. That has both. Uh, I've only watched the first episode, but it's got both Hisdar, Zolorak, and Hodor. That's fun. They both have H names. Yeah, it's a. Um, Hodor says other lines, just so you guys know. It really threw me off. Yeah, it's not a great show so far. He doesn't say Hodor at all? No. So far, not. Wow. But again, I've only watched the pilot. Um, I'd be shocked if it gets a second season. Or I don't know how many seasons are even out. But anyway, that's a fun fact for you. So, yes, Danny comes in. Uh, his daughter starts begging for his life. She was like, what happened to Valor Magoulis? So what was that shit yesterday? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to die. Like Apparently, how? I still don't want to die. Yeah, I didn't want to die a coward, and apparently I don't want to die at all. <laughs> yeah, um, which I like because it should. That's how I felt. I would have felt uh, I may have tried to play cool, but inside I would have been like shitting myself. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, "Yeah, that's what I was doing." So she says it takes courage to admit fear and to admit a mistake. And I was just hoping she would do the Michael Scott line, which is, "It takes a big man to admit his mistake." I am that big man. <laughs> I am that big man. Um, 
Yeah. So, I, so she her her solution is two part. We've obviously talked about the the marriage to his dar. I like the move. I feel as though Danny needs someone who she can control. Someone who's not going to like push back too much. To someone too strong. Right. She's strong enough in a personality and in a relationship. I'm sure to be strong enough for both of them. She needs someone who's just going to yes, ma'am. And do what she says. Um, I think somebody who rivaled that too much would, would get under her skin and probably get eaten by a dragon. Um, and, and so I like it because he definitely can get bullied around. Uh, he could probably take it too. Um, well, and you've already shown him what happens if you fuck with me. right? Right. So like he, he's not aspiring to all these great things. Like, um, what's his face? Um, not his dar. Uh, Zaro Zoondoxus. Oh right, had yeah. like these grand aspirations, yeah. and this and Drogo was the call, like the great call, like so all this stuff. And I feel like this time she's got to go a different route, and right. so she's I think like, I'm the star, and I, I like that. Like she, you know, if you put two two stars together, it's gonna be a little bit. It's too bright of a challenge. Um, so I kind of like it from that standpoint. I also think that, you know, I don't see him being in the picture long term. Right. Because you're right. This isn't a, there's no like visible benefit. For yeah, what's your end game The here? Westeros. You're going to show play. up on Westeros shores with like a Miranese husband. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. So right. I would. Give me your throne. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say because of that, he's probably not going to make it that far. Right. Um, I also felt like they were maybe setting it up for him to actually be the person who has created the sons of the harpy. So like to go this route was weird to me, but I mean, it doesn't mean that that can't still happen, but then she could use the sons of the harpy for her benefit. If that's true. Well, I feel like he would still have them against her. Mm. So, now, so he becomes King of Marine and he still uses the sons of harpy sons of the harpy to more like, like he created them. Cause I mean, he's got the motive, right? Killed his dad. Won't open the fighting pits. You got the means. Still won't open the fighting pits. Right. Is a head of a household. Like, could create the Sons of the Harpy to be fighting the guerrilla war. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, oh, now I'm going to marry him instead. So now it's like, she okay, played, well, now I'm really close kill to kill one, you. fuck one, marry one with, right. the, uh, with the masters. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is what she, she got. She killed one in the dragon pits. We don't know who she fucked, but she's marrying his dar. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can see what you're saying for sure. I kind of feel like he would be playing us all. Oh yeah, if that were the case, and he doesn't seem like he's that good, unless he is that good. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he totally could be. Um, that would just be quite the curveball, right? Um, but it's Game of Thrones. Is this an official crystal ball? Sure. Okay, so you heard it here first, folks. His Darzo Lorak uh, is the is the man behind the mask, literally, and. Figuratively. Um, so the other part of that is she's going to open the fighting pits. Mm-hmm. Only to free men. Slavery's not coming back. But um, I, that's why, uh, that's the only reason I feel like that theory would be uh, hard to piece together fully. Because she is giving him what, she, what he wants. She's also elevating him to a place that he couldn't have even, in his planning and scheming, could have even seen that she's going to offer to marry him. Right. Um, but... 
I don't know. We'll see. I am excited to see these fighting pits, though. Yeah. Because that's where we got Dario from. Mm-hmm. I mean, not we didn't get him from there, but that's where he originated. Right. His he was created story. in the fighting pits. Yeah. yeah. And we're we're big fans of of cool kills on this uh oh, hell podcast. Yeah. So seems like we might get some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um then we go to what's a pretty shocking and final you know moment in the show, and that's Jor and Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Uh they're chugging along in the boat. Tyrion's being annoying as fuck. <laughs> Uh, per use, he does talk about wine. Yep. And uh, Jorah's response was no wine. <laughs> and Tyrion, do you have the? Says I am a person who drinks. I People just, who drink need to keep drinking. I want to get that on a shirt for you. Yep. I yep. feel like it's perfect. I would. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I like just, it. I, I. It's going in the. Uh, it's going yeah, in the notepad here. With that quote again. I'm a person who drinks. People who drink need to keep drinking. As soon as he said it, I was like, fucking Nick. Because it took me back to Savannah. Savannah. Because I woke up Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. still very drunk from the night before. Yeah. Because we had two and a half hours of sleep. Clint had a bush light in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. This is 7 a.m. And uh, I had been woken up at 3 30 because Clint had tried to uh, ice me. You know what icing Smirnoff ice where they like hide it and if you find it you have to chug it. Anyway. No, but now I guess I know. Yeah, I know. so yeah, you, it, that's he, so he covered it. Clint hid two of them in our room. Both of them happened to be in my one of them was in my bag and one of them was under my pillow. And so I left early Friday night. I say early. Early it was three <laughs> thirty. I left at one thirty uh to go back to the hotel room because I was like, I gotta sleep. Uh, then when they got back, Clint woke me up at three thirty, um, telling me that I needed, like he knows I didn't drink my, like in his face, like <laughs> you gotta drink your ice. Had you found your ice? Oh yeah, I'm okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I had put them under his pillow, ah. <laughs> um, because I I was alone in the hotel room. You think I'm gonna chug this? No. no. I mean, you should have dumped it out. Maybe I should have. Yeah, definitely. And then made it look like I was this like champion. No, re ice. Yeah, you did. The, you did the right thing. Yeah. So. Um, so then I woke up a couple hours later to Clint waking us all up because he's ready to go. And I could just hear that this conversation happening from somebody, you Clint, whatever. Cause I was like, I want coffee. I want to chill. I'll start drinking this afternoon. And everybody else is like, it's afternoon. Like we're drinking now. What it are you talking 7 about? AM. What did they want to go do? Uh, get ready for the drinking. That's all there is to do in Savannah. But I mean, where did you where did you go? Uh, well, we had stuff in the hotel room. Okay, I mean, we didn't actually make it out into it the world until, like, until 10. like ten. And at that point, it's Saturday. It's Saturday morning. They're serving brunch, and so and you can drink on the go. You don't have to like sit down. So you go into any brunch place and order a mimosa and walk out. Okay, head on out that bitch. Yep. But I needed more leeway right into the like needed a ramp up time exactly uh so you went to a nice little coffee shop i went to a coffee shop and an art gallery wow and then i met up and started drinking he's cultured i'm cultured you went by yourself yes i love it yeah i like to move it move it i just like to you know explore have a little bit of my time to explore and and get my 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 bearings on the surroundings and then we you're jump, allowed to do that we good for in. you so anyway i just i felt like that it just took me right back to the hotel room at 7 a.m on saturday morning and i felt like 
this we could have watched this episode and that would have been like the rally cry the whole week. That was what was so frustrating about the fact that we didn't actually get moving until 10 a.m. Is that we were woken up at seven. Right. And you're like, why right. the fuck did you wake me yeah, up? Yeah, no one wanted to be awake that early. Uh, nobody except for Clint. Exactly. So it wasn't like Nick wasn't like No, I wasn't Let's excited about that. No, fuck that shit. I want to sleep, man. We tried. We it, we really I I laid in bed till nine forty five. Trying to go back to sleep, I just couldn't. Was just Clint yelling, running around? Yeah, and people coming people? in, the, coming in and out, people of the coming room, in and know. out of the room. And it was super bright; like it was the sun was. Uh, it was just it, the, the circumstances was too late. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Circumstances were too late. Um, so Tyrion, like like you, needs uh, to keep drinking. Needs to keep drinking. Uh, we find out that we're going through Valyria, mm-hmm. which is exciting because we've is heard exciting. heard tell of Valyria. It looked cool. I think so. It looks like somewhere I wouldn't want to explore alone. So there's a wiki page. You can't look at it, but there's Thank a you. wiki page that is right now. You can't look at it. Um, that is all about the doom of Valyria, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. Uh, you know the, the the lore behind it. I mean, you could probably hear by the from the song from the poem or poem thing. that they're they're you know reciting. Um, yeah. What do you think the doom is? I don't know. I was gonna ask, and I don't want. The explanation. Do we learn about it ever, or is it just like everyone else knows, so we don't have to expound upon it? Not in the show. Okay. Yeah. But the books do, or yeah, the books go into it a little bit more, which is where okay. the wiki wiki uh, right page comes from. Um, but they, I mean, they give us a little bit uh, for with the poem. I think that's a good way to. Like, it's not just a monologue of this guy's like, oh, I heard that right. yeah. this happened, this happened, this happened. It was a, it was a cool little, you know. Yeah, I think that that's like the closest it, we ever get in the show. It felt yeah. like a volcano erupted inside of it or something along those lines. That sounds like. And then something was in the volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think was in the volcano? Yep. Justin. It was Me. Justin in I there. Was, I was inside that volcano. Yeah, you were. Um. So, so, yeah. Then we get the cool shot of the dragon flying over. Yeah, Tyrion like stands up and it makes it a big, yeah, it makes it a, a cool little. It is a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone in Westeros thinks dragons are gone. Yeah, he's and, never seen one. I mean, they have been gone. Yeah, and they, Tyrion knows that Daenerys allegedly has dragons. Right. But the last dragons that Westeros had were the size of house cats. Right. Like, so for this thing to be flying directly over them has got to be a sight to see. Because holy shit, that's a fucking full size dragon. Yeah, yeah. it seems like Jorah hasn't seen Drogon that that, that big. big in a while. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he hasn't. Right, right. So he's actually taken aback a little bit too. Like holy shit, they're real dragons now. Like these are, and yeah. we don't even know if they're done growing. We don't know. Like every time we see them, they're bigger. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, because like the ones in the dragon pit are a lot bigger they're than they were bigger, when they, they went in. Yep. Um. It's anyway. I just thought it was pretty cool. Then we get, uh, then there's some movement, like uh, kind of some, something jumps in, in the, the water. distance. Well, there was movement. Did you first. see it in the corner? The guy stand up. I saw movement. I didn't notice it was a guy, but okay. I just saw blunt, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And it, he was cr- like Nick saying he was crouched down. I knew where to look because right. Seen it. The next time you watch it, you that's what you be looking right. At. Uh, but and he's the same texture and shape and color as the rock so you can only just see his movements like he's made out of stone it's almost like he's made out of stone uh then he drops in the water 
interesting move from a man made of stone. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, I guess he's just they're not scaled. made of stone. Not made. Yeah, yeah, right. No. But he sounded like it was a giant rock dropping oh, yeah. in the water. Uh, that's when they like, what was that? And then it's an all-out attack. How right. many? How many? Were there four different um, stone men? At least that sounds right. Yeah, it's at least four. It might be five. It's hard I mean, to tell which ones are like the same ones coming back in the boat. Yeah. You know. Um, obviously, eventually, Jorah starts actually killing them. Um, but at first, he's just beating them off with the oar. So, like, you can get knocked off into the water and get back in the boat. But I think I think you're right. I think it was four. Yeah, and they're terrifying. They're like tanks. Yeah. They just keep coming. Um, Tyrion gets backed up to the edge of the boat, and then his only other choice is Jump in, in the water. And so he does. And then he starts sinking. Then it, Well, then he gets grabbed because he's trying to untie his rope, not chains. Right, right. Um, and then he gets pulled pulled down. Um, into and the black. Then we don't really know until the screen goes dark for like a, a what felt time. like a long time. I was like, well, I, was I guess that's for the end of the episode. Take his wand out. Right. And Lumos. Blow, yeah. <laughs> Lumos Maximus. Maximus. Lumos that bitch. Um. And then we get the you know the eye opening and the camera's mm-hmm. like trying to focus and you see Jordan you can hear Tyrion kind of in the di- like being called Tyrion Tyrion in the distance and coming more and more and more in focus and um anyway they Valyria is off in the distance he swam a long way a long way with, you know with someone in tow it's cr- dead it's weight. honestly pretty and wearing full clothes have you ever right. tried to swim in clothes oh it's awful it's the worst and you know what's even worse. Than swimming in just your clothes, swimming in the Chick Fil A cow uniform. What in you the, know, a common occurrence that happens. That to everybody. does happen often in my life. So I worked at a Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. It was my first ever job, and we went. There was one summer when a team from corporate came and was helping us put on this. Basically, they call it Cow Appreciation Week. Custom, yeah, you know, is it not Cow Day? Uh, well, Cow Day was one of the days, oh. but we did a whole week one year. Jeez, uh, we did. All sorts of great. So I worked like something like 80 hours. Like we went from like seven in the morning until 10 at night, um, Monday, uh, uh, Monday through Saturday that week. It was, it was the, but all I did was go to different plate. We went to businesses and, uh, 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 it was, it was during the summer. So it wasn't school, but it was like a, like summer camp. Yeah. We went to, uh, parties. We like literally I was the Chick-fil-A cow yeah. for that many hours and we ended up at this pool party, and I had friends that were at that pool party. It was like at the public, the civic center, you know. Well, there were I had friends that were there that knew that I was going to be the Chick Fil A cow, so I got thrown in the pool as the cow, mm. and then I had to swim. I had to get the head off because that was like yeah, you're going to die. I was going to die, and then I had to like trudge this fucking watered down cow suit to the edge and you know it it was a it was kind of scary but uh so you know what it feels like to be jorah it was rough yeah um and by the way we've got time to fucking kill time nice. to blow huh we're not even at two hours yet nice so i we're know like we're close though we're close uh but I, yeah I killed a whole hour here we right yeah i just want to we don't want to talk about it for an hour um <laughs> so much so then we get... Tell the get, blow me story again. Don't get Nick started. Did I tell that on the show? Yeah. And lots of shows. Oh. Not oh. on this. Yeah. But you have... Sure, you have and the Chick-fil-A sauce story. 
I, I did. I do know that I've told that one. Yeah. So Jorah asked Tyrion, "Did they touch you?" He said, "No." Hell no. Which it's kind of a lie. It is a lie. They touched you. They just didn't touch your skin. Right. And I so, don't know how long that sticks around on your shoe. Right. And does the salt water wash it off? Like, is it? Yeah. I don't. I don't know either. I don't know the all the right, this weird magic disease. Right. Because um, it was on that doll. Also, I've already seen this multiple times. Obviously. So I'm watching to see where Jorah touches Tyrion because he does touch him a couple times in this, you know, in this little scene where he's cutting the rope and you know all that shit. And obviously he's touching him as he's dragging him through the water, and it doesn't seem like he's being super careful. Which, come on, you know, yeah, you know what you've got, right? Well, Jorah didn't know probably in when they were in the water, but then after on the shore he definitely did. Yeah, because he yeah. fucking. Shows us. So Tyrion asked Jorah back, did they touch you? He said no. Um, did he actually say no? He just shakes his head. Yeah, he shakes his head. Okay. And um, and then they decide that they're going to walk the rest of the way, but it's going to be a long walk, so they're going to rest for a little bit. Jorah says, I'm going to go get some you know, firewood, and, uh, and you just stay here and rest. Um, and as he walks away, we get a shot of his of him rolling up his sleeve a little bit, and there's a little fingerprint yep. of scaliness Got his ass. on the inside of his wrist. And that's not good. I feel like we should go ahead and pour one out for old Jorah. Probably. Because uh, the stone man didn't make it feel like there's a lot of good. No. No. The stone man looked really bad. You've seen two two separate sides of this, right? You've got We've got looks at the stone man of the, of the advanced stages of this disease. And then we've also seen Shireen who it's been proven it can be stopped. Right. Now, it took she doesn't remember how. It took a ton of maesters yeah. to do it. Doesn't seem like those are around where they're at. So... because yeah, it was a fat, better pretty chance. quick acting, too, it sounded like. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a better chance of him ending up like those guys. Yeah, well, he's close to where yeah. they live. So. He'll just stay here. I'm, just... I'm interested to see if, like, dragons cure it or something along those lines. Like, oh, like I can definitely see, like, if you're fully stone-manned, like a dragon breathes fire on you and like the scales fall it away. It burns the scales, like but it doesn't burn the person. Yeah. Interesting. That'd be cool. Okay. Is that a crystal ball? Yes. Thank Anytime you. I say that, just imagine that that's oh, a crystal I want to hear now. you say it. Okay. Yeah. I, that's my prediction. Which is why I did Hell the Grey yeah, Worm Keith, thing. I love Which this. is why I did the Grey Worm thing last episode. I wanted to make sure that we had on record that he said, yes, Grey Worm is dead. It's fine. I don't so like your methods, why. but. They're your methods. They're not mine. Well, that's not very nice. It's it's true. Do you want me to lie to you? Yeah. I love your methods. Perfect. They're my favorite. Much better. Um, keep doing them. <laughs> keep doing it exactly the same. Um so what so yeah, I mean the gray the grayscale thing's a big deal. We've only known we only know of one case that it's been not even fully cured, just stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh everything, everyone else we've heard of from Gilly's uh, siblings to the stone men, like in everything that we've ever heard, other than Shireen, has been that they don't, they don't make no it. Way, not yeah. long for this world. Um, well, they are long for this world, just not sane. Right, right. Because the stone men are there, like they wouldn't have gotten there recently, would they have? Yeah, they can eventually. Right. Yeah, it seems like they can can survive the disease. It doesn't necessarily kill you, but it does make you go. You're just insane. like an animal, crazy, right. fighting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like so, uh, Gilly's two sisters. 
It, right, right. Now, it sounds like Craster took care of that um, in one way, shape, or form. Right. Um, but I think you're right. I think there, I don't know, based on these stone men, it probably doesn't fully kill you, but it does take your humanity away, basically. And now you're living in a place called the Doom. Ooh. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to go first on next week. Okay. What I'm looking forward to next week is Lydia coming back. Yes. Your turn. Um, I'm hoping to see more Arya uh, faceless men. Oh, yeah. We didn't get any Didn't get that. Um, Crap. There's something I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot about it. We did get a lot of Danny this episode, which is good. Love me some Danny. We didn't get any King's Landing. So Loris is still... I'm not sad about that. Loris is still... uh, Captive? Yep. Right. No Dorn, no Dorn. Nope, no Jamie, no, Bri- no Dorn. No I don't imagine. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't imagine we'd go back to uh, King's Landing until uh, Littlefinger gets back. Okay. Because I feel okay. like that's a good uh, transition into King's Landing. Yeah. He's probably um, not gonna be happy about his brothels. No. Or the uh, sparrows. Um. No. It, yeah. Uh, Faith Militant? Yes. I guess they did call themselves the Sparrows, right? I think so. Yeah, that, I think that's how Kevin, Uncle Kevin uh, introduces Lancel. So, yeah. Yeah, never mind. You're right. Thanks. Uh, but now that, yeah, now they're just the Faith Militant. Yeah, they've been rebranded. Excellent. So, so you don't think we go back there necessarily until, until uh, Pataya gets there. Right, which, I mean, maybe next episode, but. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There. You know. There really wasn't a ton of storylines that we saw this episode. It was really just Castle Black, Danny, and Tyrion. So. Yeah. Right? I'd like to see more Bran and Winterfell. You like to see more Bran? Yeah. And Winterfell. You're right. Yeah. But, oh, we were in Winterfell. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just to get more of that good, good magic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. We know the wedding is coming up. Uh, Ramsay and Sansa. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm not going to remember what this thing is. It's all right. It's all right. We'll Anything talk about it you? next week. No, I mean, I think we touched in this episode on the ones that I am most interested in. Um, I love that we got more Tormund. Hadn't seen him in a while. Oh, actually, Stannis is marching on Stannis Winterfell. Is marching this, on Winterfell, yeah. Winterfell at this point. So we got we we got some some prep. From the Boltons, um, you know, a little bit. And we know that Stannis is, has, has now left. Um, so I assume in the next couple episodes, we should get a a pretty good battle. Yeah. And John's left with Tormund. Yep. So John's we'll headed to Hard Home. Whatever that is. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. Dope. Yeah. Any, anything else to add? That's all I got. I mean, I guess we may have proved the theory correct. That's okay. It's worth it. It is worth. It's it is worth, worth the, the extra, extra hour. Um, I, I don't know how Lydia <laughs> adds an hour. I'm telling this. Ha- I, the reason I brought it up was because this happened last time she wasn't here. Mm-hmm. We got through really quickly. We got through a lot quicker. But that she- doesn't mean that we want that to be that no, way. No, I, I just don't. want to be clear because we right. know Lydia's going to listen to this. I want to make sure that she knows that that's not how we want it. No, I just wanted to prove a point. And I would way rather her be here and spend extra time with you guys. And I'm sure all of our listeners wake up on Monday morning and see. You know, two hours 
on the time, you know, the timestamp, and they're like, what the fuck? Well, Wes said last week he wants more. Missing 33% of what I was promised. He wants more. Yeah, we want more. We want more. So, um, but no, yeah, I mean, we got some good things coming up, I think, but I did enjoy the fact that we saw story storylines in this, you know, episode that I do enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Anything from you? Nope. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you to all of our patrons. Um, and you can follow us anywhere uh, or, you know, on patreon.com as well at Dragon's Dreadforts. We'll see you next week. Bye. Never call me back. Wow.